All right. Take two. I don't, I don't even know how long we were fucking talking. How long I don't know, man, but we were. We had some like, gold. Take two. Apparently, we were. We apparently the thing turned off after two minutes. Uh, yeah, I'm old. It's uh, we used to be cool. Episode two of the year. No, it is twenty uh, second of April, two thousand and twenty two. Things are back to normal. Fiesta is over. Sorry. Fiesta's over. Okay. Fiesta's <coughs> over for another year. Um, things. Things. Are, I mean, I guess they've been back to normal for a very long time already. Mm. But nobody gives a shit anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody really wearing masks too much. Every time I'm in that gas station, I feel like, I feel like I'm a fucking robber. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, you know what, like uh, the when the pandemic started... I think they kind of suggested to wear masks, so I just started wearing them, <laughs> and I was like, I look like a like I'm a fucking stick up kid, but nobody else was wearing them at that time. But then everybody had to start wearing them. So I started wearing them from day one because I, I started just to go to the groceries. You know, my friend and I we were talking, and uh, we were like, I actually like the idea of wearing masks, like the anonym, anonymity, um, like and you don't know who Anonym- I am. Anonymity. Yeah. Like, you don't know who I am. Um, I kind of like that. I mean, people who know you know who you are. Yeah, and that's the only ones that need to know who I am. The rest <laughs> of them can... <laughs> Fuck off. Now all the memes are coming out now. Like dun, dun, After all this year, after two years, now you see, see her without the mask on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm an ugly girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Fiesta happened. Fiesta happened. Yeah, things are getting back to normal. So, so, what happens to the last our last episode? Um, yeah, I mean, every what everybody's was talking about for like a week. How long do people talk about what? it? What Will Smith? How long? Oh, I'd say like two weeks. It? I don't remember when was it. It wasn't even in April, so we're we're fucking three yeah, weeks in uh, April. So it was still in March, right? Was it the end of March? Right. So yeah, if you, almost a month. People were talking about it, but <laughs> there's two sides to it, so. Like, what do you mean? Like, like whose side are you talking? Whose side and who, who's two um, sides? I mean, there, there's the, uh, if you want to be a celebrity in this day and age, and him and his wife are very much celebrities because they live their life out loud on social media. Does anybody watch, watch their red table except for, like, I cheese sauce? I, I mean, there's a bunch of people that do, apparently, because it's successful that they keep doing it. Uh, but... I mean, if you truly want to be a celebrity in this day and age, and you're gonna you're gonna live your life out loud, then you have to know you are on display. You're up for criticism. You're up for jokes, whatever. But I don't think he is fully. I don't think he's fully into it. I think it's more of nah, his dude, wife. Look at his doing, Instagram. He's living his life out loud. But I mean, he's not talking about his troubles. Is he? He's not talking about his. Oh no! But he's, he's not talking he's about. He's obviously okay with his wife doing it. That's what I'm saying. As far as like the dirt out there, like putting all your dirt out, his wife is the one that's doing it more. But than I mean, he he's okay with it. Well, I don't know if he's okay with it. I think he just does it because he wants to keep his wife. Well, the the other side of that is it's comedy. Um, the history of the Academy Awards has always been comedians. He's gonna be forever being known for the rest abrasive of abrasive and like 
doling out some heavy, heavy criticism and for jokes. Attacking somebody about in the people Oscars. in the audience and then whoever's popular at the moment that's not in the audience. Right. So, I mean, I mean got, that's if I went to the Academy for. Awards, I would expect to get attacked. If I was a famous person, I'd expect oh, to definitely. get attacked by whoever's on stage. Every single host that's ever hosted the Oscars went out for everybody. Right. Johnny Carson was one of the one too. So that's that's the two sides to it. Uh, Look at Ricky Gervais in the Golden Globes. Like he didn't right. give I mean, a shit. Yeah, he didn't care. The other he the called other them all is, pedophiles at one point. Like you, were, he goes like yo. He goes all y'all. He goes all y'all worked for Jeff. What's his name? What's Harvey what's, Harvey Weinstein? And everybody's like, oh, he's like what? He goes, I didn't fucking work for them. All y'all worked for him. <laughs> he goes, don't get mad at me. I'm not the one that worked for him. Yeah, I mean that's that's those are the two sides. And then after the fact. I don't care about Will Smith and his wife and Chris Rock. They're just celebrities. They're mega rich, and they I, don't care about me. I so admit that I, I watched the Oscars care. to see how bad they get it wrong. That's why I watched the Oscars. I uh, didn't. Uh, I don't well. watch it for pomp and circumstance. I don't watch it for the pomp. I mean, they're all fucking rich. I mean, it's just a big fucking jack-off I, party. They're all jacking off on each other. Yeah. On I themselves. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I like to see what they're wearing because they're celebrities, and they're wearing those types of clothes that I can't wear. So I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see what they're wearing. Like, wear the weirdest shit. Like, don't uh, don't dress normal, at all. If you're going to the Academy Awards, just dress outrageous and outlandish. It's like nobody knows how to dress anymore. Like, no, like everybody's afraid to be themselves. There, like, everybody uh, dresses the same, pretty much. There's this, there's this um, uh, producer collective out of L.A. called uh, Sara Collective. Um, or wait, no, Sara Creative Producers Partners. As in, as in music or as in films? Produ- uh, music. Uh-huh. And there's three dudes, and one of them I follow. His name is Taz. And he wears, he wears like crazy clothes, like cowboy boots with shorts, like basketball shorts. He and wears like, like a, that, uh, like those L.A. guys that just don't give a shit, like nothing matches. Yeah, nothing matches. And the other day he, he, had a, he posted a picture of himself, and it was like, like these neon green day glow glasses, sunglasses, um, and then like a sarape and basketball shorts. And he had on the Agassiz from 92. And I, <laughs> but I had them too. And I was like, I just commented. I was like, shut damn, up, you, just, you just took me back to 92 when I was wearing those shoes. I think, I think too earlier, the point you made, you're like, I don't want my celebrities to be nice. I want them to be debauched. I want my right. I want my actors to be debauched like Oliver Reed, like fucking Richard Burton. I want my I want my musicians. If you're gonna say I'm in a rock and roll band, I expect that you've destroyed more hotels yeah. than I've ever stayed in. Yeah, I mean Indigo Girls, I can understand okay, you're yeah, you're right, vegan, fine, yeah. whatever. And like singer songwriter people, cool. But rock stars I want all out debauchery, abrasive. I think that's true because like Chuck Klosterman too, like I've been reading him a lot and one of his things is like when he first found out about Molly Crew and that Molly Crew is one of his favorite bands, he goes, They did all that shit, so I don't have to do all that shit. You know what right. I mean? But like, I want to hear about it. Like I want to hear about it. He and goes, I want to see it. He goes, I get to live vicariously through them. Like I'm never right. he goes like I'm never gonna go fucking on a cocaine bender. Right. He goes, But I at least I get to see what it's like and I get to see what they're doing. He goes, I don't I don't want my rock stars he goes, I want my rock stars to be living a life that I could never dream of. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want you on a Sarajevo benefit compilation 
raising money doing an acoustic set. No, I want, yeah, balls out. Like Rick Gervais said, he goes, none of y'all even graduated from high school. I don't need to hear about your fucking, <laughs> exactly. because y'all barely graduated from high school. I don't yeah. need to hear about your don't. your your stories about war-torn Kosovo. Yeah. Don't tell me about whales. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Leave that to the fucking UN who yeah. know what they're doing. That yeah, exactly, man. Like be celebrities, be outlandish, be outrageous, wear the craziest clothes, the most stylish clothes that I can never afford and never be able to wear. Dye your hair crazy colors. <laughs> act crazy. Act crazy. I don't care. You know what was really weird too? So that was the Oscars and then after Oscars it was the Grammys the next weekend. I I did not even watch those. Yeah, I didn't realize they were the next weekend. It wasn't even worth it. But they had the president <clears throat> of uh, fucking Ukraine on there. And he, oh. gave us, and he gave a speech. <laughs> Joe Biden was on there. And he gave a speech. I'm like, how inappropriate is this? And first yeah, of all, like, who the fuck watches the Grammys if for old man like me? Okay. No young right. kids watch the Grammys. It just doesn't happen. Right. Not like when we were kids. Like when we, the music that we liked growing up, like nobody, I mean, I would say more than you, more than me, like nobody, none of the music that you really love, they were ne- none of the artists you really love were never on the fucking Grammys. Right. Right, maybe one right. or twice somebody would peek through. So I've nobody fucking that. watches the Grammys. I was like, dude, because they're like the nineties, the nineties. I was like, no, you don't no, understand the nineties, dude. No. So I was watching the Grammys and Bonnie Raitt and Celine Dion, right? John Cicada were Jeth winning Row awards, Tool. but that wasn't what was fucking hot. One of the biggest things, cool. Jethro Tool beat out Metallica oh, for yeah. best heavy metal. I was like, you don't understand. <sighs> the it's Grammys like, has been out of touch for very a long time. For for yeah, very long. And time. somebody made the point. I forgot who it was. He's like. He goes, the Grammys are okay. He goes, because they don't know any better. So I don't like really hate them. They just don't know They're anybody. They're just dudes in suits. Right. He goes, the Oscars are just like, the Oscars, I just can't. It's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. And I mean. But that's the world we live in now. Like there's the guy, he's the president of a, of a country. His country is being invaded by another country. Right. People are, his people are dying. And we're paying attention to Will and, Smith. And well, no. And then he's on the fucking Grammy Awards. <laughs> Just tells Why is you, he just not on the news? Like, like people very, of America, help us. That's very America. That's very America. It's ridiculous. So, like, I I remember, in alternative press, I read an interview with the Cramps, which, fucking the Cramps forever, dude. Like, all day, all day with the Cramps, and it's Lux Interior and his wife Poison Ivy getting interviewed, and they were like. We will never be on a benefit <laughs> compilation for whatever or homelessness. What or, do I know about anything? Yeah, they're like we're rock, we're rock stars, and we're gonna be rock stars, and we're not gonna do benefit concerts. And plus, half the people, it's like, what benefit me? I need the fucking money. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, exactly, dude. That's what I want. I don't have health insurance. I don't. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Sting. I don't care about your. I don't care anything about your life, dude. Just sing some better music. Uh, you know, I, I watch, you know, I, I, I read somewhere that, like people who have anxiety, uh-huh. they tend, people tend to watch, people who have anxiety, they tend to watch the same things over and over again. Why? Because oh, you, just because you, just know gonna, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to, yeah. Because you already okay. know what's going to happen. And okay. I do that. I don't, I mean, I do, sometimes I have anxiety. Oh, I'm not really that Chaos. bad. Not really that bad, but I watch the same <laughs> things over and over again, like, and I also think just to call me like on Monday mornings when I know it's going to be fucking busy at work. I know it could, it could be fucking total chaos. I'll put on the fucking Eagles documentary, right? Oh, okay. And, you know, you say that about like all these people like it's fucking bullshit things like um, 
Don Henley created the Walden Woods Foundation. Because what is that? Well, Walden Woods, there's a book by, I forgot the name of the author. author. It's like a famous book. Like He wrote like a, a, a like book of poems about the Walden Woods. I forgot what the, <laughs> Thoreau, whatever. Such a bore. Right. <laughs> that and, description bore. And I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I'm like, that is so, I'm like, you're from like East Texas, racist, it might as well be the South. Um, and you're from the coked out 70s. Coked out 70s. And he decided, because I guess he heard one time that they were going to, like clear out a lot of the Walden Woods for development. Okay. Well, he started it. He started a foundation so they wouldn't tear it down. Right. And I'm like, that's just I don't understand. I mean, the, plus the Eagles did a lot of things in the 70s, like with you don't, no oh, nukes, shit like that. Like, I mean, I mean, come on. You know what I do like is that I've heard a lot of people coming out of the woodwork about Prince. Okay. Prince was not a benefit compilation no. type of dude, but they were like, he paid for our son's funeral, uh, right? Like a few people, and then they were like, he donated so much money to us. But he never talked about Give it. Give me something tangible. Like, I don't want... And, and I, I was like, that's dope. Like, of I... Of course. I, I can understand if I was a rock star and I believed in something like I have I have an illness. I don't want to talk about it. But if I started a foundation for my illness, I would... I mean, I would take my money. I would just make money. I would just make money being me or being a musician and then just put money into that foundation without being like, oh, there's a foundation. Yeah, that way people can get We're treatment. We're having a seaside concert with yeah. Bell and Sebastian yeah. and some bullshit. Here's this money. Anybody who needs it, right. you don't have to worry and about I'm insurance. Like, you don't have to worry about these bills. Go get yourself taken care of. And I know, I mean, I know, I don't speak for everybody. I know there's people that are like, no, I want down to earth, Greenpeace, <laughs> vegan. Today's Earth Day. Yeah, I'll, fuck Earth. Fuck Mars. Earth Day. I was telling the girls, <laughs> I was telling the, my daughters, like, it's Earth Day. And, 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 and Lisa was like, what's Earth? <laughs> <laughs> Dad, go back to school. Dad. That's, where, that's the planet that Elf is from. But, no, it's not. It's Melmac. I mean, I want, that's what I, that's what I miss is like old celebrities, like Betty Davis, bitchiness, um, just living in this insular, I want celebrities insular and, world. I want celebrities and you go up to them and they tell you, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, and I'd be like, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you, Rihanna. Yeah, like, just that tell the, me that again. And that on the same, that, and on the same, that on the flip side of that, like, I want celebrities like Joe Pesci. Like, I read this one thing. Have you seen that with this kid? He goes, when I was a kid, I met Joe Pesci at the airport. And he asked me, he goes, who's your favorite actor? And he goes, and of course, I said, Joe Pesci. And he goes, and he handed me a $100 bill. He goes, that's the right answer. Damn. <laughs> you know, I don't know why this reminded me of that, but do you remember that orange? I think we talked about it what? before, that orange juice commercial with Robert Loggia. No. So you know who Robert Loggia is, right? It's, that sounds familiar. I'm bad with He names. was the boss from Big. You, you'll know who he is. He's in The Sopranos. He plays... Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I know, I know him. He's an older guy. Look, yes, I know him. him. Okay, He's in so, The Sopranos. He plays so the next a, convict there's in there's the Cinematic ju- There's an orange juice commercial mm-hmm. that came out like in the late... I know who he is. 90s? He plays one of the fair, uh, one of the fair characters in and The Sopranos. And he's, he's gone now, but I love that dude. I love the way yeah, he looks. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. So um, there was an orange juice commercial, and um, it's like a, a mom and her son sitting in the kitchen, and a dad maybe. And they're eating breakfast, and they're like, Billy, drink your orange juice. And they're like, it's good for your body. And he's like, I don't know. And they're like, if you don't believe us, who would you believe? And he goes, I I think think I'm remembering it right. And he goes, I don't know, Robert Loggia? (laughs) And Robert Loggia comes in the back door. He's like, hello, Billy. (laughs) And he's like, Mr. Loggia. That dude's an old school guy. (laughs) That's the weirdest. He was over the top. Didn't he play like the the the, grandfather? Yeah, the wife's. Dad. The wife's dad. That's like, right. That's how right. dare you? you dare no, he's been in a ton of movies, man. He's 
Oh, he was in Lost Highway. That's right. He plays in The Sopranos. Let me see. Robert God, Gaggio. I forgot what. But he plays the Dude. ex-con that comes out. He's been out way for a long time. He's an old school guy. And he starts fucking everything up. And then they can't stand it anymore. So they, they fucking basically bust him. And they make him go back to... They send him back to jail to die in jail. You don't send Robert Loggia anywhere. Um. Yeah, that just reminded me of that. Sorry. So... I didn't want to talk to you about something. I watched what? I watched that documentary. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Let me look it up. Okay. Um, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, a history of folk horror. Oh, you finally watched it? Yeah. It's good? I liked, you know what, okay, so. So what is folk horror? What's the furliest ex- first example? So the trilogy that they, in that documentary, that what they consider to be the, the trilogy of folk horror is Witchfinder General. Okay. Um, Which came out when? Uh, 70s? Just type folk, earlier than that. folk horror in Google and all the movies come up. Okay. So what they consider to be the trilogy of folk, F-O-L-K, horror, mm-hmm. is um, Witchfinder General with... Um, uh, like uh, fucking Wicker Man. Who's the guy from Dr. Phoebe's? Um, Dr. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Okay. So that one, Wicker Man is the <laughs> That was like one. the one, like, <laughs> that's like, that's like a fucking trivia question there. Like, that's like, the, you picked that movie to say Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one and um, The Wicker Man. And what was the third one? It's Raven's Claw. Examples. Witchfinder General, 1968, by Michael Reeves. Uh, let's see here. Term was later popularized by writer and actor Mark Gaddis. And oh, there's a 2010 BBC documentary, History of Horror, episode two, Home Counties Horror, in which he cited three British made films Witchfinder General, The Blood on Satan's Claw. That's it. That's it. And Sorry. The Wicker Man. As genre-defining works, those—that's what they consider to be the trilogy: the blood on Satan's claw. You should Wicker check that out. BBC has good documentaries. I might want to write uh, that down. History of Horror, BBC documentary I'll look from two thousand ten, three parts. Uh, the Wicker Man and Witchfinder General, and it's so what they consider to be like Witchfinder General. Like, is that a guy who once goes and finds witches? Yeah, and he was uh, basically just given carte blanche to just run around and accuse women, and then kill them, kill them for being. Oh, witches. this is like a period piece because the guy looks like a Quaker. Um, but it's Vincent Price. Oh. Uh, which, I mean, Vincent Price, classic horror. Historical some horror of the best film. Shit. But, so, I mean, folk horror in general taps into... Like hippies. Um, kind of, sort of. I mean, um, there's, there's, there's like three parts to it where it's like the old ways meets the new ways. So, like, old time customs are clashing with new customs. Okay, so would you consider the witch? Uh, yeah. Folk? Okay. The other thing was also witch, witch, witchcraft and paganism. Okay. And then also, um, I completely forgot that that was Anna Taylor pre-Christianity okay. traditions, pagan stuff. Um, and you know what's cool is before before the documentary that I saw that that one, um, I just considered pagan horror and folk horror to be like English shit. <laughs> and they kind of, well, I mean, like m- movies are yeah, made in England or European shit, old, old Celtic things and old things like that. But they actually break it down a little Where bit Roman further. Polanski shows up for some reason. Well, I mean, they broke it down a little further, and they were like, "Dude, even Candyman 
is a folk lore. It's folklore. Gotcha. Because it's a folk story. Like, like oh, a, that's a good way to look at it. Even though it's technically like an urban legend, it's a folk right. kind of story. That, that was it. That's what they call it, urban legend. They were right. like, you know, it's it's playing into old timiness. Right. A folk a folk story, folk legend, whatever. Maybe a myth. It's a story that's been told for right. generations. And then they, they even went a little bit further in talking about, they moved it into like uh, voodoo. And I was like, oh, that that does fall in line with it. I didn't think about that. And they were they referenced the believers. Because that's technically like, people consider it paganism. Right. Like the believers from eight, the 80s with Martin uh, Sheen. No, no, no. Was it Martin Sheen? What's the one? What's yeah, that Martin one? Sheen. The rainbow. What's and that the one? serpent uh, in the rainbow. Oh, and Angel good. Heart. Yeah. Angel Heart with Lisa Bonet. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's that definitely ties into that." Like I didn't re- really think about you it. You could also say "Marked for Death" by with Steven Seagal, because that's their. I've their never root. seen that, so I don't know. What there's a lot of there's is. a lot of sangria in that. Sangria, the drink? No, not sangria. <laughs> Santaria. Oh, so, <laughs> so the wine, the wine with fruit. <laughs> it reminds me. Did I? I've told you that story. Oh, like what? My cousin, my cousin San Marcos, their youngest brother. He's, he's, what is he? He was born in 87, so he's 10 years younger than us. Okay. 10, 11 years younger than us. He was driving up to Austin where my cousin was living. And my uncle, for some reason, went through the east side of Austin. He saw a bunch of, like, uh, saw a bunch of, like, Hispanic guys. Okay. And, and As you do. And he, 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 uh, and I don't know who, I, th- I forgot who my uncle said. He goes, or he told him, he goes, check out those guys there. He goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, they're chulos. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> what? He goes, chulos. They call those guys chulos, right? He goes, cholos. No. <laughs> they may fancy themselves. The f- as soon chulos. as he saw me when I got to my cousin's, my uncle's like, here, listen to this. <laughs> um. <laughs> Santeria. Mark okay. for Death is full of Santeria. Like, okay. it's their Jamaican Santeria voodoo. So, I mean, that when they kind of broke Mark it for down as like... You know, you're you're thinking of, of folk horror as like uh, movies like The Witch and The Ritual and Midsummer. Um, I still haven't seen that movie because I fucking hate the other movie the guy made. Um, well, no, I mean they they broke it down and like it, it can go into other cultures and other parts of the world, and they talk about um, American American Prairie horror, hmm. um, which you know, I mean, when America started, they were all immigrants from other countries that came here, and, and brought, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, and they were in fields, in the middle of nowhere, bringing their traditions and their cultures and their myths and folklore. Um, and and one of the ones that they talked about, which is one of my favorite movies, is The Reflecting Skin, um, which I was like, oh, dude, that totally plays in a in a folk horror. I never thought about that. Um, which Viggo Mortensen's in there. That's a really good movie. If you've never seen it, the fucking reflecting Viggo skin. Mortensen's the, the fucking. He's a legit um, dude. And then they go into you know the voodoo. What is that movie called again? The reflecting skin. Um, then they go into voodoo, which I've always loved voodoo. Like I mean, I don't practice it, I don't study it or whatever. But the idea of like bringing in dancing and religion, um, ritualism. That's like really appealing to me. Like, oh, cool, because it's scary as shit. Yeah, it's scary. It's like but, Stevie says. But like, you see, you see some of these like Southern Baptists like dancing with snakes and chickens, right. and I'm like, that's very much voodoo to me, um, or anything like that. It's like, scary. Like, Steve, what does Stevie say? If you believe in things you don't understand, right? 
But I mean, like ritualism is like, ooh, that's you know, there. I would say too, like the first season of, uh, ooh, oh, go ahead. the first season of that show on HBO with Matthew McConaughey and uh, uh, True Detective, dude, I haven't seen that. I'll you should it. check that out because so, some, crazy shit because it's in Louis, it's in rural, rural Louisiana, and the um, deaths are like they find like peop, they they find these girls with like they, they kill them and bind them and put like fucking animal horns on them. I think you would really oh, like that. Shit. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna check that out. Uh, they also they also go into um, TV stories, like series like Twilight Zone, Doctor Who, and they they tell you which episodes to watch from Doctor Who and like um, there's some series in there that I never heard of, but I was like, man, I want to go find this now. Um, and it's reflective some of the stuff, skin, the reflecting, reflecting. You mean um, some episodes of Doctor Who? I mean, I can see that. There was one you called know what? You, The if, if Demons. You, now that we're spelled. getting into this, there are also some episodes of The X-Files that are like that. Because okay. there's one with the Jersey Devil, which is a fucking folklore in New okay. Jersey. Uh, what, what's that What's that, that? That folklore from New Jersey? It was a Cropsey? That's more like Long Island. That's like more oh, like Long, Long Island in New okay. York. Crops. Okay, But yeah. the Jersey Devil, like, in that but, episode, the guy can... Fucking, it's the guy. What's that guy? It's that actor. You know who he is. He's the one that married like that sixteen-year-old girl. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, you remember that guy? He married that sixteen-year-old girl. He's like no. a way older. Anyways, he plays that, and it's a guy. He he can fucking st- he can fucking stretch his body and go through like. Anyways, that's what they call the Jersey Devil. No. I have to look it up. Well, this is nineteen ninety. But you know what? I mean, I was uh, after I saw that. that oh, we've talked about this. It's on Peacock right now for free. Uh, the reflecting skin is one of my favorites. I think. I think we've talked about it. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, dude, like, what? So they were talking about American folk horror um, is usually playing into New England settlers mm-hmm. or into the South, which I mean, the South is... Um, the whole Ichabod Crane, that could be it too, right? Oh, they do talk about uh, yeah. Legend of Sleepy oh, Hollow. Yeah. Um, but they also talk about the South is usually like voodoo, mm-hmm. Cajun-type yeah. things. and Because of all the but there was like, African-American... The, the whole African people. I mean, they, they did lot, say that there shit. was there was a clear cut definition between voodoo and hoodoo. Voodoo is based in religion. I know hoodoo was an actual thing. Hoodoo is like hokey bullshit um, kind of shit. There's a band from Australia called the Hoodoo 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 Gurus. Gurus yeah, yeah. Uh, but there, I was like, oh, I never, I never realized. There was, I mean, I never understood the difference. Um, but it was interesting to see. The American version of it, and then they also go into other parts of the world. And there's there's some amazing movies that they show clips from that I was like, man, I need to find this movie right now. I wish I could buy that box set. How much was that box set? <coughs> I want to say it was like a hundred dollars. Is it through Arrow? Yeah, seven, seven. That's not a lot. How many movies come in it? Oh wait, I don't remember if it was a hundred. I think it was maybe in two hundred. I think it was eight movies. That's but not bad. Let's take a break real quick. All right, we're back. We're back. No, I have Peacock. It's just for some reason it's not on my phone. Um, oh, okay. So, so hold up that. So if anyone's listening, that documentary you can buy it on YouTube for two bucks, and you get it for thirty days. Shit, I might buy that next. If they but still it's have called it my- Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched: A History of Folk Horror. I might just break down and buy that. Oh, but you know what? Okay, so I was thinking about too. The way they kind of broke down what, what the essence of folk horror mov- horror movies are, I was like, dude, there's I know there's been some movies that have come out from south the south South Texas maybe south Southern California um, in regards to like Mexican folklore like the Donkey Lady 
and, Latrusa. Uh, Latrusa. Nobody, La nobody's done anything there, right? They've done a like, couple of movies already about the La Llorona. Yeah, but they weren't that good. No, like they're not. They're, uh, how do you say, gringoized. May, maybe. I, I don't. Oh, there's a reflecting skin right there. Top. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, I so you know what? Talk, another yeah, yeah, I know this. We've talked about this. Roaming perverts kill the friends of a rural <sighs> 1950s boy who thinks his brother's lover, brother's lover, is a vampire. Yep. That yeah, already sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. This is like fucking. There may be blood, but a horror movie. Philip Ridley from the mind of Philip Ridley. That's a big-ass fucking bullfrog. Is that a... Who is that? <laughs> I thought it was Virginia Madsen, but it's not. Is that Tony Collette? No. This is, this is way before Tony Collette. Are you scared for this No. I was hoping you were. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, I gotta watch this later. <laughs> I started watching. It's the, a it's a definite slow burn, so I will just preface this with that. I started watching the Batman last night, and I had to stop it because I was too drunk. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I, I, I do want to see it though, but I haven't seen it. It looks amazing. The part the, up to where I saw it looks amazing. It goes right into the story. It doesn't give any fucking uh, exposition. Right at this point, you know everybody knew who the fuck Batman is. But it looks amazing. Okay. I'll, and they I'll fucking throw that song out real fast. Something in the way. I'm like, oh shit. I thought this was going to be like what? the. I thought this was going to be the song of the. Yeah, that's the whole thing about that movie. They use the song from Nirvana called Something in the Way, which oh. is a hidden track, or it's the last song. It's the hidden track on the, on the uh, Never on Nevermind. It's the very, very last. It's hidden? Yeah, it's hidden. No, okay. no, it's not the hidden. It's the last track. There I, is just, a, I know Tricky, Tricky did a cover of it. There is a hidden, there is a hidden song on Nevermind. Ah, okay, okay. Anyways, uh, but they pull it out right away. I'm like, oh, shit, I thought they were going to put the song at the very end. Um, yeah, I started watching it. I was like, okay, I got too drunk, so I was like, I need to stop. All right, so all it's right. almost three hours long. What? Yeah, it's oh, like okay. two hours and all 45 right, minutes it long. It's on, HBO Go, it's on HBO Go now, that's why, or HBO Max. Um, okay. No, I was going to tell you, if you have YouTube, you can log into my account, and you can watch the, the documentary. Oh, because you paid for it, right? Yeah, it was with two bucks, but I get it. I have it for 30 days or whatever. Or whatever. You know what? They might have thrown it on here. On Arrow? You should have checked before they even paid because they've been throwing uh, some severing stuff. Anyways, that's not bad. bad. Three bucks. That was two bucks. That's cheap. Cheap. You rented it or you bought it? I rented it. Oh, okay. Uh, if I bought it, it was $13. When did you buy it? Today. Oh, okay. Um, I, want, I wanted to see it and... Um, it was actually really good. Like a lot of the clips that they showed, um, and then like some of the some of the TV series episodes that they mentioned, I was like, man, I need to go find that. And then they mentioned some short. Oh, they mentioned uh, Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, Ooh. and they were like, that is very much uh, folk horror because it's American folk horror, and they broke it down because the the the, the whole thing. If no one knows, Shirley Jackson's a writer. She wrote this story called The Lottery. And the lottery is to one of the very first a small horror, town horror writers, right? A small town that um, they want to appease the gods to have a good harvest, 
So they sacrifice somebody and they have a lottery to pick the person that they have to sacrifice. But the person that, that gets... Which is a theme in a lot of movies. That's, that's basically like the whole theme of the Hunger Games. Right. So the, like the person that gets uh, selected, she doesn't want to do it, of course. Right. But they end up like stoning her. And actually, Marilyn... <laughs> we're going back to Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson has a video called The Man That You Fear. And that's a short... It's a video. His music video for that is basically the story of the lottery. Um, and that's... That, I love that story. That story's amazing. But um, they were like, yeah, that's very much... Oh, I keep talking about this documentary too much. I thought it was great. But they also they also talked about um, Children of the Corn. That is a fucking... It's very much yeah. folk horror. And I was like, ooh, yes, that totally is, dude. Like, just... Everything yeah, about that what movie. Is it, what, what did it turn out being? It's the person that lives in the corn. Right. The, the man who walks behind the right. rose or something. What was that his name? And what did they call that cop that was... What did they call the cop that was that they strung up? The blue man? What did uh, they call I don't him? remember what they called him. Yeah. But um, so they that documentary also digs a little bit deeper into the time period that they were made. Um, so like the 60s and 70s folk horror movies were definitely... Um, more violent so they were playing into like the or not playing into but they were um, taking influence from Vietnam and what was being shown on TV on the news so those movies tended to be a little more violent and then um, Children of the Corn they referenced Jonestown and they were like at the beginning of Children of the Corn they poisoned the coffee to kill the adults right. which is very much Jim Jones poisoned the Kool-Aid their throats. and I was like whoa that's that's cool, man. Like just to kind of see that. It was a, it was an interesting watch. So if anybody wants to see it, definitely go watch it. You know, um, I'm surprised that they haven't, or maybe they have. I just don't know about it. They haven't, like a lot of Native American folklore. Ooh, they do talk about that. Yeah, they have, is there any movies about? Are there any movies about said. the Skinwalkers? I don't remember the Skinwalkers specifically. And mind you, there's. I watch a lot of stuff on History Channel. I watched the the Secret of Oak Island. With the, it's been twelve years and they haven't found shit, but I still watch it. But there is one called The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, okay. And it's fucking crazy oh, as shit. You know what they do mention? Pet Cemetery. That's another good one. So I mean, there's this one guy, and I think he's Native American. He he's talking. Okay, he's remind like, me of the story of Pet Cemetery because that's almost like that's there's an Indian ghost. burial ground. Okay, so that, yeah, okay. He does talk about. There's no such thing as an Indian burial ground. All of no, they, America. Most is, of them they bury them up. They put them on those those kind of like pillars. Of, like that's how they would put. Their, well, he said all of America around. is an Indian burial true, burial that's ground. True. He's like that Indian burial ground is a trope that horror movie people use. Like um, in the '80s, it was a a family built a house on an oh, Indian burial yeah. ground or some shit yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I never really thought about that, but that does totally, that makes 100% sense. Right, is you, like, you're basically saying that Indians are evil. Right. Um, which you shouldn't even say Indians or Native Americans. Yeah. It, it was, uh, yeah, and it was, it goes a little bit deeper, like the last half of the documentary, because I think it's like two hours, but the last half of the documentary to- totally goes into the American side of things where it's like white, white, fright of people that are not white or whatever Indians are are scary oh they they reference creep show too um the 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 wooden indian hey cat get off me 
the uh, the wooden Indian that kills all those dudes. Oh, and the dude that has that has the pretty hair that wants to be a celebrity. What? From Creepshow. Creepshow, was it one? No, it was Creepshow 2. I don't remember that one. You remember Creepshow 2 was that wooden Indian that was sitting out front of the store? One of the ones I remember from Creepshow is the guy who's always trying to be clean and he gets in a room full of cockroaches. That's part one. And then the, and then the one where they're all the kids are all at the, at the lake and they get eaten That's part by two. Tor, tar. But there was one where it's a, it's a small town and it's an Indian, a wooden Indian in front of statue. The shop. Oh, there's a life, right? Yeah, there's a Native American dude that has like long, pretty hair, and he wants to go to Hollywood or L.A. to be a celebrity. Oh, okay. And he like ends up shooting the store owner <laughs> and his wife or whatever, and the Indian goes and like takes revenge and kills him and his friends. I remember that one. I just remember oh. the, the I remember the, the the story of the the wooden the wooden Indian in front of the cigar That's shop. That's what I'm telling you. I know, but <laughs> I don't remember the story. But I don't remember that. I don't remember oh, that guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. No, the skinwalkers. Like I don't think that they the Native Americans have a legend. It's called like they what they call it in their language is Yi Naldahushi. It translates to by means of it, it goes on all fours. I'm trying to get this like um Damn, why don't we have Mexican words like that? Spanish um, words, sorry. It's the legend it's like I'm trying to remember what they said about it. Like it's this kind of I don't wanna know if it's I don't know if it's a monster, but something that take it takes people in between realms. Uh, let's see here. Oh, shit. Uh, let's oh, see. Oh, shit. The Navajos. Navajo witches, including skinwalkers, represented the antithesis of Navajo cultural values. While community healers and cultural workers are known as medicine men and women, or by other positive nurturing terms in the local indigenous language, witches are seen as evil, performing twisted ceremonies and manipulating magic and the perversion mm. of the good works of medicine in order to practice their good works traditional healers learn about both good and evil magic the legend of the skinwalkers is not well understood outside the navajo culture mostly due to reluctance to discuss the subject with the outsiders traditional navajo people are reluctant to reveal skinwalker lore to non-navajos or to discuss it at all among those who do not trust adrian keen cherokee nation activist and founder of the blog native appropriations has written what happens when rowling pulls this this in is we as a native people are now opened up to a barrage of questions about the, these beliefs and traditions, but these are not things that we need or should discuss by outsiders at all. I'm sorry that seems unfair, but that's how our culture survive. Legend animals associated with witchcraft usually include tricksters such as the coyote. However, many skinwalkers may be male or female. Skinwalker stories told among the Navajo children may be complete okay. life and death struggles. Okay. And I'm trying to see they they don't even tell you exactly what it is. Let me get the cat out of here. Skinwalk substitute skinwalkers for the generic killers, the hook. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing. Like they don't, they're, they're so scary, but they don't even talk about it. Damn, I want to look that up now. I will have to research. <laughs> Dude. But the Skinwalker Ranch is a ranch I've in Utah. Heard of that. And some crazy shit happens there. Um, they don't know, it, and it's on the edge of old Native American lands. And they it's call in it, Utah? It's in Utah. Okay. And it is, let me just look it up. Let me just give you a better idea. I don't want to. Oh, you know, yeah, I was going to look it up right now. The show is freaky. The stuff they, like, you know, and usually you see stuff like ancient aliens. And yep. but this show is legit. 
Um, it's freaky. The things that happens, and they get the scientist going there. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Um, Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, the Skinwalker Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch, is property located approximately 520 acres uh, southeast of Ballard, Utah. That is the site of paranormal and UFO-related activities. It, Let's go. Its name is taken from Skinwalker of Navajo legend concerning vengeful shamans. Oh, shit. All right, I'm down. Like some, I'm telling you, it's on uh, history, and it's got two seasons. The, the third season stars in it starting in May. It's some freaky-ass shit. Like they go into some, there's like a mesa, and they they go into to some caverns, and like the temperature drops, like all like all this stuff, like they, they like uh, the radioactivity drops. Uh, one guy almost passes out for no reason. One guy, he starts feeling sick, and they they have to take him to the hospital. He gets like this fucking big lump on his head, and none of the doctors can figure out what it is. Like he almost died. I'm down. Dude, like they they see things in the sky. Hey, like me and my sister. Really and truly, they think that there's an <laughs> alien spaceship buried underneath it. Me and my sister love that shit. I'm telling you, tell her. Look, I'm telling you, you you're gonna get engrossed in it. Like, uh, like we we want to go do like the the people that spend the nights in the the uh, asylum, the uh, vacant asylums or whatever. Do you remember they used to have a show on MTV that would do that to kids? And, oh yes, and yes. they went. To, where was it? It was like in Peru or Chile. It was oh, like an old event, no, and dude, no. that was the scariest thing <laughs> I, I don't ever seen. That. Yeah, it was like some kind of thing, and they made these kids walk into it. it. I forgot what it was. It was, I think, it was like an old abandoned mine. I think <laughs> it was <laughs> okay. some fucked up shit, dude. Like <clears throat> my my sister's definitely like, are you gonna fuck with me? I'm gonna fuck with you. <laughs> She's never really said that, but that's her mo. And I'm kind of the same way. Where I'm like, you, you're not gonna scare me. Scare me. If right. You're gonna scare me. Scare me. It proper. takes a lot to scare me. Scare me proper. Like, come at me crazy. Like moving, moving shit. Actually, you know what? Like my house. So I mean, my house is old as can be. Um, when was the house built? In the twenties, twenties or thirties, I believe. There wasn't even a highway there. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> but um, you know what? Um, there's been weird st- stuff that's happened in my house, and like even to this day, when I'm in my bedroom, it sounds like somebody's walking in the living room. When I'm in the living room, it sounds like somebody's walking in the bedroom. Um, weird stuff. I had a window slam on its own. So let me ask you about that because I I believe that. There are just some things that we hear so much that we hear them all the time. For example, I live I live alone here in mm-hmm. my apartment, right? My apartment has a doorbell. Okay. Um, randomly at times, I, I promise you this, I wake up hearing the doorbell. Okay. Like somebody has rang the doorbell. Right. And I will get up. And there's nobody there. It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. That could, that could truly be no, just no, a no, person. No, 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 no. Come on. It's two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning. Like, who's going to be ringing my doorbell at three o'clock in the morning? Drunk people. No, it doesn't. It happens all the time. Like, clearly. All the time? It happens okay. a lot. Okay. It happens more, more than not. Like, okay. And okay. I think it's just a conscious thing. 
and I don't have the TV on, I don't have nothing on, and I will hear the fucking doorbell, and it wakes me up. Okay. And I get up, and like there's no, but there's obviously nobody at my door. Nobody's rung my doorbell, so I think okay. we hear things. Well, I mean, I'm I live in an old house, and houses settle. Old houses settle. Yeah. Um, and the middle of the night, they make sounds. Is they sounds? Right. Is, they they make sounds. They and move. They creak. Yeah. Um, so I'm used to it, mm-hmm. and I've had things like um, uh, I've had a window slam. I've had a door slam, a bird, a raven showed up in my house in the middle of the night. <laughs> we don't have ravens here. Or a crow. Grass or crow. We don't have crows either. They're called grackles. Grackles. A grackle showed up in the middle of the night <laughs> in my house. Inside? Yeah. How did it get in? I have no idea. But I remember that. My sister and I were there and we experienced it. I don't, I don't attribute it to like supernatural shit. I'm just like, oh, the window slammed or oh, the door slammed or right. whatever. Or I'm like, oh, the house is settling and it sounds like somebody's walking in the front door and slam and close the door behind them. That's just the way I am. But I've had cousins that, like I had cousins that they moved to San Antonio to go to college at UTSA. And the, I think like the first couple of months or the first year they lived with, with me. And um, they were like, dude, your house is haunted. And I was like, <laughs> no way, bro. Like, and they were, is like, your house on stilts? Yeah, it's on Pyramid. Yeah. They they would tell me the one thing that they did tell me is that they would watch TV in my living room on their and I have a I have a recliner that rocks. Um, they would sit in the recliner and the back of the recliner faces my dining room and the doorway to the kitchen, and they said that they would watch TV like sitting in the recliner, and in between commercials, you know, like when the the screen goes kind of black for a couple seconds, mm-hmm. they would see the reflection of the room. And they said it, it looks like some man is standing behind them, behind their recliner. And I was like, oh, whatever, dude. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't really phase me. You're not going to scare me. Yeah, like me and my sister, my sister and I, we don't that scare. Could be, that could be anything. We don't scare easily. Like, we don't. We just don't. Like, I would go to haunted houses with her kids, and they were screaming their heads off, and like, they would, they had, like, I took. The, I took I took all my nieces and nephews to the haunted house. Where we left the haunted house, my ha- my shirt, my t shirt was bunched up <laughs> on my back because my niece had it squeezed so tightly, and I was just like, "Let's just go in this room." The last the cl- time I went to, to haunted the house, killer clowns in the bus, and she was like, "No." The last time I went to a haunted house, we were, <clears throat> this is like when I was still young with, with our friends. It was I guess it was Nightmare on Grayson. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that's like, where we went. Like, that's where we went. Like, none of it scares me, but they were so scared. Like, right where we were getting to the exit of the door. Right. She, this one girl pushed me out of the fucking, like, oh, she they, was so did scared. You take the, did you she take almost the, knocked my ass over trying to get out of there. Did you take the chicken exit? Because there's, a, there's no, an exit we in the middle the of the thing. building. We went through the whole thing. But at the and end, when you, when you walked, when you went up that exit. It was the guy with the fucking, lo- with the fucking uh, chainsaw. That's oh, the end. Yeah, we did that. But as soon as he hit the chainsaw, she fucking pushed me like her life was like her life was about to end. She almost knocked my ass I mean, out of the door. I, I love my nieces and nephews. They were scared <laughs> as fuck. But in the middle of Lightmare and Grayson, I don't know if you know I don't know if you remember, there was a chicken exit where you can no. stop early and leave. But when you left, an alarm went off and chickens started <laughs> squawking and everybody would see you. Oh yeah. And I was like, Do y'all want to leave now? Because y'all are scared as fuck. And they were like, no, we'll go to the end. And my nieces and nephews soldiered on. 
But but uh, I I do remember I heard one of the clowns in the in the haunted house on a walkie-talkie, and they were like, "This dude's not scary." And they were talking about me, but they were like, they were like, the girl with him is, which is my niece. <laughs> they were like, scare her. And I was like, all right. They're, and I told her, I was like, they're, they're going to come for you the rest of the haunted house. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, because you're freaking out and they heard you. And that's, that's what they want. They want, yeah, that's what yeah, they do. Yeah, it takes a lot to scare me. Um, clowns, I don't like clowns. Like, because um, only because for the fact, mainly for the fact, because they're just fake. Like my, my nieces they're fake and nephews. happy, they're fake laughing, they're fake smiling. I hate clowns. My nieces and nephews would be like, Uncle, the room Uncle, the room is dark. And I'm like, it's just supposed go to be. in there. It's fucking scary. And I was and but like it was things were like uh maybe maybe they came home with me to my house and all the lights were off. But I, I had a I seriously have a light switch by my front door, but I don't use it. I don't keep the light on in that room. I go to my dining room. And so I'll walk into the house in pitch black. And go all the way into the dining room and find the light switch and turn it on. <laughs> and they're like, "It's dark," and I'm like, "I live here. I know. I, the, I know I the layout care. of my house." I was like, "If you're gonna, if they're gonna attack me, attack me. Like, I don't care." Yeah, that's how my daughters are. I'm like, like I'm. Like you just turned every fucking light on in his house. Like, I don't need to turn every light on. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like a little more. Oh, you're you're scary. <laughs> then scare me. <laughs> like, scare the fuck out of me. Like, freak me out. Like, I'm yeah. Like, if you're gonna go, like, just go all out. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? The one that kind of was a little scary for me, and this is only because it's like a it's like a natural like thing, like not to be in there, is the one downtown where the wax museum is at. They have that haunted house, but oh yeah. why it's why it's a little sh- it's shady is because it you have to go down and you have to go into basically like a basement. I'm like that. Okay, that I don't like. You know what I mean? I relish that. Like that, I'm like, okay, this is a little shady because I'm like, well, how am I going to get out if I need to? But uh, other than that. <laughs> You're not going to get killed at a. I, well, you don't know. At a tourist uh, trap that you paid for. Dude, seriously, I'm always looking for the. I'm always looking for the. Where I'm able to leave in a moment's notice. Oh, I'll start swinging. I need, I, need be, I need to be able to leave. I need to be able to flee the scene in a moment's notice. Gotcha. That's why I don't like driving gotcha. with anybody. That's why people are like, why don't you just go with us? I'm like, nah, that's all right. I'll take my own car. <laughs> no, me, like, me and my sister, this is how we're the same, me and my sister. Like, we're very much like, it's a haunted asylum. Let's go. <laughs> Your brother doesn't Spend like that stuff? Uh, uh, he hasn't really said too much about it. You know what? Like, I don't really know. But <laughs> my sister and I, we're more like, scare me. <laughs> I dare you to scare me. Like, scare the fuck out of me. I don't care. You think you're scary? You ain't shit. Yeah, this is bullshit. Dude. Like, we've seen the <laughs> the worst, the worst horror movies ever. Like, scare me. But her kids are like chicken, chicken, and like, like I used to, I used to like, I took them to that, to that haunted house and they freaked the fuck out. But I mean, they they soldiered on, but they were scared as can be. But when they watch horror movies, they're like, uh, Uncle, Uncle, what, what's that guy gonna do? What's he gonna do? And I'm like, Just chill. Why are you talking during the movie? Because like that's the worst thing you could do with me if you're watching a movie. Right. Don't talk. To don't me. talk. Just watch the movie. What's going uh, on? What I he, don't know. Why don't you watch got? it and figure oh, it out? Oh, shit. Why did he do that? I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up, man. Like, just be quiet when you're watching a movie with me. My, my oldest daughter is going to be a freshman. She they Damn, always, already? Yeah. They always love, they've always loved horror. Okay. You need to take a break? I yeah. That's a no, no, no. I'm good. I need to get a beer. beer. Hold on. Okay. <sighs> Um, so yeah, my daughter, my oldest daughter now is 14 
and they're five years apart. So my youngest daughter's nine. Okay. And now the, she's always liked scary stuff. And for a long time, it was like they liked the idea of it more than actually watching it. But now mm-hmm. Sophia's actually watching it. And now she's getting into like the Japanese horror stuff like Ringu. And Good like God. Dude. Yeah. We watched, uh, we watched Battle Royale the other day. They like that. But uh, my youngest one, she wants to be like her sister, you know, so they'll watch it. And, and everyone, and like every once in a while, like she'll put something on. And then next thing I know, <laughs> um, Sophia's bringing in uh, Elise into the room, carrying her like she got scared. <laughs> uh, I'm like, why are you watching that, Elise? So, I was like, I know you want to be like your sister, but you don't have like it's. I go, you know, it's fake. You know, it's not real. <laughs> but you have to watch it, don't this, you? This doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> If any of uh, everyone that knows me, this doesn't, this makes no sense. So when I was a kid, I was terrified of the Twilight Zone theme, the song. That's a crazy not, song. Not the episodes. Just the song itself. The song. So like at night in San Antonio on Channel 5, after the news was over on Saturdays and Sundays, they would show Twilight Zone episodes. You know what's funny now is like that, you play that song now, it can it, people play it for like, if something's crazy, like, oh, that person's crazy, like, yeah. And no, that's a scary song. Well, when I was a kid, that that was like driving, it was driving me insane. It gives me the chills just thinking about it. It would, it would drive me insane. Like, um, it was, it's not it a was normal terrifying. song. It's not it a normal terrifying. song. It's in a weird fucking key signature. So, like, uh, when I was a kid, my family, all, all my family knew, like, when the news was ending, they were like, Get out of here. Get out of the room. Because <laughs> they, they wanted to watch Twilight Zone. And I, I wanted to watch it too, but I could not stand that music. So like when uh, the news would end, they'd be like, get out of the room. And I'd run out of the room. Or, or, or I'd go hide and cover my ears. And then they would tell me like, it's over. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd watch Twilight Zone, which like everybody that knows me knows I watch the most horrific scary shit and they're like that makes no sense that the Twilight Zone But it Zone does theme make song. sense because if you're a little kid and and I mean, like for us being a little kid, like that's not a that's like, not a normal you know song. What? Okay, so that's a that's a that's a it, perfect because it goes and then you hear the fucking orchestra in the background, which are in minor chords, and it kind of crescendos. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's a horror. So, it's horror music. So I mean, there's 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 a bands or soundtracks that I've heard that give me chills, and I'm like, those those are like my most favorite. Like Skinny Puppy has made some shit <clears throat> that I've heard in high school. I mean, I'm I'm older now, but like I started listening to them in high school. When I was listening to songs in high school from them, it kind of terrified me, and I was like, "Yes, I'm I'm attracted to Even this." Even some ministry stuff. It's it's scary. You just get bombarded. It, it it was like a found sound or like alien sounds <laughs> or just shit that I I wasn't really sure where it was coming from. But it sounded terrifying, and I was like, "Yeah, I like this even more now because it's scaring me." And if you can scare me, I will like you. I totally will like you. So, you know, I was thinking about this the other day too. Like, um, cheers, I need, bro. I need to look for some new horror books. Okay. Because my always go to was Stephen King. Okay. And yeah, I mean. I remember reading Dude, it. Dude, just Google Google twenty twenty one best horror. Yeah, I mean, I remember books. I remember reading Stephen King, like especially like reading it. I'd be I'd be up at night and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" When I was in high school, but I haven't really. I I want some more modern horror books. 
Okay. Um, okay. The most modern one that I've read that really was spooky was uh, that night film by Mar- Marisha Pessel. Night that film? It's called Night Film. That one is freaky because... Is it about a uh, film? It is about a director. Oh, I'm going to read it. And it, he's, like a, it. he's like a fucking cult director. By Marisha Pessy? Marisha Pessel. P-E-S-S-L. Oh, Pessel. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, okay. Um, Ooh. So, Damn, it's got like four stars out of five. So the, the whole premise starts with the Damn. guy. It starts with a writer. And he wrote a story about him kind of trying to expose him about something and it turned out to be a lie and it ruined his career. And this is like, and it's about the director and he's like a director who's like, nobody knows about him. He, he makes like these films that get shown in fucking sewers in Paris and he's got all like, just like he makes movies that like fucking ruin people's lives, makes people kill people. Um, and <laughs> So, so okay, keep going, but I'm, I'm reading the mm-hmm. reviews, but I'll tell you when you're done. Go ahead. Um, the majority of the reviews are, like, really good. I'm telling you, like, you'll read it at night, and you're like, holy, like, this is fucking uh, scary shit. But, like, for example, <laughs> for example, he, find, he, he, he finds where he, he has, a, like, the guy has an estate, and everything bad happens to the director. His wife walks into their lake where they live in their compound. She drowns herself. And then the daughter kills herself. She throws herself off a building. Like all these bad things happen right, to this guy. Right. So he eventually, there's one part where he. Do you have it right now? Can I borrow it? No, I, I fucked it up. I do. I do. I, I had to. Uh, the girl spilled some water on it. I had to throw it away. I uh, bought it like nine times. Um, all right, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm telling you, it's worth well, it. So but there's one. There's one scene where he makes it onto the property in the middle of the night, and he goes. He and like. He doesn't think anybody's there. He thinks it's abandoned. Right. But it turns out there's dogs start coming for him. So he goes into like a big warehouse that's on the, on the, on the property. And when he goes in there, he realizes it's sets from the movie. And that fucking freaks oh, him shit. out even more. It, it, Dude, it's fucking crazy. So, first and foremost, um, I, I'm, re- I'm looking at reviews while you're talking to me. And the majority of the reviews are like four. And it's four one of the five. first books where it came with an app. First, the app's not available anymore, but now you can scan stuff, and it came with an app to begin with it. Right. And, and like it would play, like the daughter was a famous pianist, and it would play like her music. And then one of the guys who watched one of his movies kill somebody, and it played the interviews of okay. the guy that was okay. killing people. It was one of the first like so, interactive books. Before I do this, I can hear myself swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> right now? I didn't hear you. No, my throat is like making noises. I don't know if anybody can hear it, but whatever. Uh, but so like the majority of the reviews on this is like are really good. Um, the one that's like not as... This review is probably going to be on the controversial side, but I found night film very racist, transphobic, and sexist. <laughs> I'll just stop right there and no, just say... has nothing to do with Just say, um, if you think all of America is on the same path, on the same lines with the rest of America, you're fooling yourself. Because you need to understand Middle America, um, the Rust Belt. If you don't know what the Rust Belt is, go learn, go look it up. If you don't know what the Bible Belt is, go look it up. It was a, This book was a, There's a different... finalist for the sh- thir- 2013 Shirley Jackson Award. Ooh, dope. Okay, I'm, a, I'm down. But, I mean, you need to understand there's parts of America that are not in line with the rest of America. We're a big fucking country. Like, 
understand that first and foremost. The Midwest. L.A. is not the same as fucking Wisconsin. New York is not the same as fucking um, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, it's not the same, and I understand that. And I, but you know what? I appreciate that. I understand there's some learning that needs to be done there, and I understand that they're probably not going to catch up to the rest of the world <laughs> for another five years. Cool with that, because I like I like the scariness. Um, I, uh, I, I I'll, I'll let me tr- let me retract. I like the idea of Texas. Texas to me is amazing. There's the there's the uh, the big city vibe of Houston and Austin, which are very much cosmopolitan. Austin is more college town. Very much cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan, and very much up to date with whatever's hot and whatever's happening. Right. Austin is like every but then time. There's Dallas. Every time I'm in Austin, I'm like. I'm awesome I'm in you, you tragically hip son of a bitch. Then there's Dallas. Dallas portrays itself to be very cosmopolitan and up to date, but it's very much racist fucking cowboys. And uh, those of us that have been in Texas forever, they've been. We understand that they've been. Dallas and Houston have been. They've been the major cities of Texas forever. Right, right. So they're like, but we're just those, major. You and me that have been here forever in Texas, we understand that. Right. And we're cool with it. And I don't give a shit about it because to yeah, me, I don't San care. Antonio is the second largest city in Texas. I, I don't care. But I know San Antonio is always looked as like the little brother. It's the, it's like Reno. It's the biggest little city in the world. Right. We are technically the so, second largest city in one, Texas. Of, one of the big differences between San Antonio and all the other countries, all countries, <laughs> all the other cities, is that San Antonio preserves its um, architecture and its heritage and its culture. Well, I'll so say. It's, well, let me let me. And we it we with do this. also have zoning committees, so like gun clubs or gun <laughs> stores, um, nightclubs, bars cannot be within so many feet of schools it's really weird that there's that gun there you know there's that range right there right. in the quarry right that's always right. weird to me but i mean I, I, it's not near anywhere school you know what i mean i love the schools across the highway there's that fucking there's a school i right love guns sorry i love guns I, I, guns to me or like go, is like golf to me i like going to the range right. and shooting at nothing with right. guns same, just like same. golf like i've never been on a golf course same but i'll go to the golf range and knock same. the shit out of balls same i don't give a shit where they go i just like hitting but them. i don't want to take anybody's guns away because right i don't believe that I, but i, I also don't believe, don't believe that. that you should be able to fucking walk around the street with a gun on like that's true there's that's no, true there's i don't no, i don't believe there's that absolutely either. no necessity right. to that that's, i mean it, that's all fucking fear you know like what? oh i need it like what do you mean you need it you're gonna at you're getting time, robbed on the street every day at the same time i'm like that is fucking 100% Texas to me. True. Like, what do you the, want to do? Go back the dichotomy, to the dichotomy of, I want to have a gun. And some of these people are like, I don't think you should have a gun, but I don't want to take your guns away. Yeah, I don't want to take your gun away, but I also don't need, I, I also think you don't need a fucking, fucking AK-47. Yeah. There's no need for it. You just. Right. And the same I, thing, I mean, like, you know, when I see people wearing their guns in public, I'm like. Like, you know, I have, I have a friend. You're just Instagram. letting everybody know that your dick is the smallest microscopic. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I have friends it's on true. Instagram that, that they're like, why do you, why do you have guns? And I'm like, have you ever shot a gun? Right. It's the most exhilarating shit ever. <laughs> I'll <laughs> like, admit that. Great. It's fun. And, and it's fun to waste bullets. And I'm like, you know what? At the same time, 
I don't. I, this may sound shitty, but I'm like, we live so fucking close to the border. I want guns. If the cartels come in, I oh, want guns. Down. No, I want guns. No cartels are coming over here. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no <laughs> cartels are coming over here. But I mean, long story short, the the idea of Texas for those of us that have been here forever, because I know we got Californians here and whatever. But those of us that have been here forever, we know what Texas is. We know there's the Mexicans, there's the not Mexicans, there's the North Texas. The thing about Texas is we don't need anybody. Yeah, yeah. We deal with it. We deal with we, it. We we don't need anybody. I know I know we, my we celebrate the people that we I have, live around. We not, celebrate our neighbors. Not me particularly, but but I have friends that they're like, Oh, my neighbor's a racist bastard, but he's He's very friendly and he's cool with me. And I've met them too. And I'm like, he doesn't bother me. Yeah, he doesn't bother me, dude. I understand where he's coming from. And he may say some like racist shit and not hateful, kick them out of here, racist shit. But he's like, he just truly just doesn't understand Mexicans. But he's, he, but with me, he's kind of, he's cool. He and I get along. We, we talk. So this is the thing. Uh, this and is I, a- I can call him out on bullshit and he can call me out on bullshit and we get along. And that's, I think that's like a careful balance. This is what I think about San Antonio. And I'll say it. I've said it a lot of times, and I'll say it right. again. People consider Atlanta the real Wakanda. Okay. I agree with that. I, agree I with consider that. San Antonio the Wakanda for people of Spanish, Hispanic heritage. I agree with that. I okay. agree with that. I the agree last, with both the, of those the things. Last, the last, I saw a map on Instagram, or it might have been TikTok. Right. Where there's this swath that comes through the middle of the, of, the, of the country, and it's like a little wave, and it comes through, and it goes right up above us, and and they consider that, uh, what is the word they use for it, like new Appalachia or old Appalachia. So they were basically saying like that whole swath of that area, right. which is all north of us, and also... To the west, to the, to the east of El Paso. Wait, when you say north of us, do you mean north of San Antonio like, or north of like Texas? North of Bear County. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, north of Bear County. So there's right. a big swath of Texas between, and but but it stops, but the line is like El Paso down, it kind of swaths down like right above Bear County, and then it goes up to like Louisiana and the rest of Texas. And they call that New Appalachia. And the lady that put it up was like, you know, the way people talk, the way people think, it's like that's a whole new Appalachia. Now, it's different. Now, below that, like which part of us and part of South Texas and El Paso, they consider that part called El Norte. Okay? <laughs> okay. So All right. to All me, right. to me, that's bullshit name. You don't have to say I, – I don't even know a name you would call it. But to me, like, like even, even yesterday, I was talking to a lady – and I was almost done with her on the phone. And she's like, can I ask you something? I was like, yeah. She's like, where are you? I go, what do you mean? She's like, where Like, where are you? Where do you live? Where, she can't figure you like, out. Like, where are you at that I'm talking to you? She's can't like, I was like, yeah. You out. And she's like, oh, I'm in, I, go, I'm, I go, I don't mind telling you that. I go, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. She goes, I thought you were from the Midwest. I was like, okay, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm in San Antonio. I go, you know, I lived here most of my life. I've lived in other places. I've lived in California. I've lived in San Antonio. She said, no. And but then at the same time, I've also had people tell me that I have a French accent, 
or I've had people tell me that <laughs> I have people, but then there's also people, I mean, and it's true, you know, we live here, but we don't hear it because we have, we have so much Spanish in our heritage, the Spanish language in our heritage. Right, we have so many right. Spanish words, you know, like I've heard that also too. Like you can, like they're like, you can hear that in your voice that you are almost, that you almost speak Spanish. I'm like, I, I guess I can hear that maybe sometimes too. But working so much in customer service for people around the world, you know, working in Canada, working around, I'm like, no. But I've also been to places that are like, oh, you're from Texas? Like, I didn't realize, like, you don't sound like you're from Texas. I'm like, look, let me break it down for you. <laughs> you know, people in Houston and Dallas, they put right. that twang on. They lay it on right. thick. And then I go, those that are not those are that are not from the big cities, right? They lay on the twang and right. the draw. But there are also people in Houston and Dallas right. that put on that twang. I have relatives in Houston. I'm like, who? The, I'm like, come on, get the fuck out of here. But you know what? Okay, so that's the thing too. I, I may sound a little more um, appreciative and like protective about Texas in general. I know we're not all we're not all on the same page in Texas. Like, um, we're not. North Texas is not the same as South Absolutely Texas. Absolutely not. And those of us North that Texas, been, you might as well be from Oklahoma. Those of us that have been here forever, we know that. But while, at the same time, we're cool with that. We know they're different up there, and we're different down here. It's one of those things, like when you like with your siblings. Like, I can talk shit about my siblings, but you can't fucking talk shit about my siblings. Right. And that's why I feel no, about that's a good. That's way how to put I. It. That's, that's how I feel about it. people from Texas. That's like, a good way to put like, it. Like, uh, fuck you, Houston. Like, I know they're racist up there, but they're right. Not, like, they're fuck not you, dickheads. Houston. But if somebody says shit about Houston, I'm like, no, 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 we're not gonna that's do a, that. That's a that's a good way to put it. You know what? Right. I know they're racist up there, but they're not assholes like kill me. Right. Kill me. Well, I mean, there Mexican. are some parts in East. There are some parts in East. They Texas may, they may try and keep me in a pen or keep me in a cage, but I can get around them and I can manipulate them and I know how to deal with them. Um, so, like, I know. Yeah, you might I'm talk shit to cool. me, but you're ask, also asking me to make fucking dinner for everybody. Right. Let's have um, a barbecue. I mean, you're like, not cooking. I'm cooking. Like, the majority of us here in South Texas. We could deal with those North Texas motherfuckers. And what's really weird, too, if you really think about it, like you also think about places like Brownsville and El Paso. Right. They're very metropolitan right. in certain ways. Like, you know, like I've dated girls oh, from El, El Paso. El like Paso's I've, yeah. a different Like vibe. I've dated girls from El Paso. Like New Mexico. Yeah, like I've dated girls from El Paso. They're like, oh, I just got back from Ireland this weekend. Like, you know, like what the fuck? You right, know, right, right. They're very right. like there are yeah, it's weird. Like even Brownsville is like that too. I boy, okay, you know what? That's a let's break let's break that down first. It's like also because... like when you think about Scotland. People don't think about Scotland, they think right. about England when they think about Scotland. But Scotland is for a long time has been is considered the Athens so, of the I north. Mean, like here in San Antonio Specifically, San Antonio. We don't take ourselves well, so, no, no. so seriously. But San Antonio, New Braunfels, um, um, what's after New Braunfels? San Marcos, and then Austin. We're in a we're in a different position, um, dude. Even here in there, San Marcos, I know I know a lot of us here in San Antonio, probably in those states and those cities too. We don't really venture out too far. We may venture out into other parts of Texas, but we don't really go outside of Texas. Some people, I um, fucking El Paso I, is different in that they're on the fucking armpit <laughs> of Texas on the right side. You're and basically so in they New can, Mexico. They can like jump over to New Mexico or go to L.A. Uh, or go yeah, to like one of Melba's friends Las is from Vegas. El Paso. Like like her parents live in El Paso, but then her sister lives in New Mexico. So, well, I mean, they can go to Las Vegas too. So like they're in they they have 
easier access to those spots. Whereas us here in San Antonio, whatever, I mean, we, we don't have easier access, but I know, I, I mean, I know we have a lot of friends, whatever family members, whatever that go outside the state or whatever. But the majority, I have friends, I had friends in high school that they were like, I've never left Texas in my life. And then they, I, I remember I had a friend that she had never left Texas in her life. And I went to go visit her best friend, which is also my friend in Houston after we graduated high school and I was hanging out with her and then she's her, uh, that friend called her and she's like, Oh, Andrew came up to see me. So I talked to her. I'm like, Oh, I'm up here in tech in Houston or whatever. And she's like, Oh my God, what, what time is it? There? Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, you think you told bitch. me about the, who was that that you went to see? My friend Vicky. All right. And her friend Nancy called me and our, her friend Nancy called and she was like, what are you doing? You're up there in Houston. What time is it? And my daughters like, always do that. We're like in Austin. They're like, what time is it? I was like, it's fucking, it, it's the same thing. <laughs> but I was like, are we still in it's Texas? It's the same fucking time as San Antonio, yeah, Nancy. Like, like chill you're a kid, like things take forever. Like, do you feel like you've driven forever? Right, I'll just right. say this. I never experienced. But I, I understand. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I never experienced. I don't want to say racism, but I never experienced feeling different mm-hmm. until I left San Antonio. That's a, that's a good way to say it. You know, but I, you know what? I I same thing, same thing. I never experienced feeling different till I left San Antonio. But then I I also understood, and that's kind of good and it's kind of bad at the same time. I just I also understood at that point what Houston was. I also understood what Dallas was. I understood what Austin was, and I was cool with it. That's Texas to me. I understand the the dichotomy of Tex-Mex. It's Texas meeting the Mexican border. I also understand the North Texas racist motherfuckers who probably... They're not probably. I don't. I don't want to say they're. They really think they're actually, in the south. That's what they do. They think they're. Yeah, in the south. I wouldn't really say Especially they're necessarily east racist, it's, it's, it's but they're east Texas. They just don't know any better. Yeah, because there's not. Well, I mean, there are. Dude, Hispanic people are everywhere. Right. Right. And I don't like. Look, you I, don't, you I think don't, about okay, this. So I've been thinking that. about this a lot. Like, I don't like for people to say people here that are from here, they're born here, they've lived their whole life here, they've been ta- right. paying taxes here their whole life. I don't like for people to say. I'm Mexican. You're oh, not. I, w- I would never say I'm you're Mexican. not Mexican. I would never say I'm Mexican. You say it all the time. No, I don't. I'm Mexican American. You're not even Mexican American. Well, you know. What? Okay, okay. Oh, you know what? I'll take that back. You're not even a, an American. I Mexican. do say that. I do say that in in um, in the idea that I'm in Texas, and I'm we saying, are so far removed from Mexico that people don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. But but at the same time. I have a lot of friends that we're just like we're dirty Mexicans. I don't like that, but we are one because we are to one to because two. Okay, go ahead. One because Mexicans are dirty. Yeah, we are, dude. No, I dude. love it, and I love no, it. See, you're calling yourself Mexican right now, <laughs> and I love it. You're not. You're it. an American. One to me, it's because look. First no, of all, but it's it's all about the uh, you're allowing the you're allowing of, people who consider you not American because your skin is different, you're allow, You're basically like, yeah, you're right. I'm Mexican. No, you're not. You're an American. I'm, you're an American just as much as anybody right. who doesn't have... Any person who has white skin is an American. Right. Even more so. 
I'm third. I'm third generation. San I'm Antonio. fourth, fifth generation Mexico, and be, be behind that, it doesn't even matter because she it was, was fifth generation yeah, Mexican. Because behind <laughs> no American, because behind that, it doesn't even matter because it wasn't even America then. It was Mexico. That okay. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. But I'm so My, far removed from that. I'm third generation San Antonian or Texan. Right. But beyond that, my family was here. We were here. Now, does it mean... Before it was Texas. Does it mean I don't like Mexican people? Absolutely oh, not. No, no, no. Does it mean I refuse the heritage that we have, the, the, no, no, no. the ethnicity um, of us? Absolutely not. I love that we can speak I Spanish. I love that we have um, uh, uh, Hispanic things here. And even the... His- but that's the whole thing, too. Like... I think too, like I, I, I follow this this woman who's from New Mexico and she's a native and she's New Mexico. She's, you know, she's, and she brought up a good point. Like even Hispanic is not the right word because we're not even Hispanic. You know what? I'm, I'm mad at that. We are, we, that, we like, are indigenous. We I'm are from here. We are so mixed that we, doesn't matter. But to me, like I said, I am an American to the bone. I'm a San Antonian right. and I'm a Texan to the bone. Right. So if you're going to call me a Mexican to me, that is an insult to my intelligence. I don't give a don't, shit if we're not that far away from Mexico. First and foremost, that's like I, me saying like, oh, you're a what, fucking no, no, no. German. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. First and foremost, whatever I call myself is what I'm going to call myself. Right. I don't care what you call me right. at all. At all. Like, fuck you. I'm me. I'm I'm third I think, generation. I think Tejano I'm third is, generation. Tejano is a better word. Chicano is my shit. I actually like that. I don't understand that Chicano. There's a, I don't. It's a it's a Mexican difference. it's Mexican American. It's Hispanic American shit. But again, and, we're not Mexican. We're not Hispanic. Yeah, we are. We're not Hispanic. Hispanic, Hispanic is dude. people from Spain. No, but you know what? I'm I I understand that like my my grandma would we, listen. We are our own unique thing. So like, check this out. On my mom's side, my my, my grandma was the first uh, uh, native Mexican American. Mm-hmm. I'm third generation. Mm-hmm. My grandma was the first. She listened to Agustin Lara, uh, Pedro Infante. She listened to that. My grandma spoke English and also spoke Spanish. I'm cool with that. Um, I got, uh, she had my mom. My mom spoke Spanish and English. She had, they had me and they did not teach me Spanish. They only spoke, they only taught me English because they were like, my grandma told my mom, don't teach him Spanish because my grandma got beat to speak Spanish in school. Well, they, don't, they, don't want, to they didn't a, want us to know Spanish because they, ac- they didn't want us to have an accent. Have an accent. And I don't have an accent. Right. And I've had many people, you know, like when I, when I first entered the workforce, I, I had many people tell me like, you don't sound Hispanic or you don't sound Mexican. <laughs> and me dumb, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? What, what did you think I sound like? You think I sound like from F- Felipe from Three's Company? <laughs> like, like it, I I almost want to own own the Mexican American shit, and also own the uh, the 
the attitude of like, fuck you Mexicans that are like talking shit against us. Because I enjoyed, I enjoyed breaking an electric boogaloo and hip hop and punk music. And that's American. And shit like that. Like that was my shit. But I also, I also watched like Chapulín Colorado. Shit like that. Like that was my shit that I that grew up with. That is Mexican. Do we used to watch Topacio? Right. Which was a fucking Spanish novella. And that was, that was just part of my shit. And I'm like. I don't feel I need to explain my shit to Mexicans or Americans that are like coming at me with this shit because I'm me. I'm me first and foremost. And this is what I say. Like I, I always tell people too. Like you know, you, you you're calling yourself Mexican, but you're not Mexican. When you think about people in Montreal, right? They speak French, right? But they don't call themselves French, right? They call themselves Canadians, right? That's that's the thing, like because they are Canadians. That's you know what I'm gonna say some corny ass shit, dude. But that fucking Selena movie when her dad tells her we got to be more Mexicans than the Mexicans. It, I always bring that up too. You don't have to feel corny. It's and, very true. It's like, like we're not Mexican well, no, enough you know for what, Mexicans. You know I mean, I'm and I we're only not say it's corny American in, enough in for the, Americans. And the respect of, I'm not. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm me, and I'm comfortable with me, and I don't care about you. I don't care about what you what you think you are, what you, you're trying to portray on me. I'm me. I'm me. I don't speak English. I don't speak Spanish. I understand Spanish. And I'll, maybe I'll pick it up along the way. But fuck you, dude. I don't care about you or what you think that I should be or what I shouldn't be. I'm just me. And I'm always going to be me. And I don't care. Like, you know what? It's taken me a long a long time in my life to be comfortable with where I'm at. And now I'm comfortable with where I'm at, where I'm like, I'm not changing for anybody, dude. I got my family that's got my back. I got my brother and my sister. You're not fucking with me, dude. I'm doing me. And fuck um, you that you think I should be something different or America whatever. America is the biggest mutt on, in the world. Oh, yeah. and you, But you you have to understand that. Right. And people don't understand that. Right. And people, then I'm like, people want to pretend I'm not like trying to I'm not trying to there's like only people, portray my shit on other Mexican Americans here where I'm like, I think you should speak Spanish and you should understand no, Spanish or people whatever. For always people forget that there's not one type of American person. Right. Exactly. That's a that's there's a, no that's a part. Thing, there's so many different type of people that live in this country and there's right. no part of this country there, that is better than the that's other. A, We're that's all a, Americans. That's a perfect thing to say in that. I think now there's much more stories coming out from people that are that are Americans that are coming from other countries, from other ethnicities or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I want to know your shit. I want to know your stories. Um, and then I think, you know what? Sorry. Hispanic, Amer- Hispanics, Latinos, whatever you want to call yourselves. People are like, that's not my story. What do you think about Latinx? I don't like that. I don't like that, dude. I mean, that's just me. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like that. The idea. It's like one of those things like don't add something else we don't need. Like don't add another. Well, this may sound shitty, but. Male and female. Get it. I get it. If you don't think you're male. Why do they put the X at the end? What is that supposed to? Because it's supposed to be all encompassing. But the thing is, is. 
do you think you are male or female? Because there's two. There's two. Who do you think you are? If you think you're one and you want to in, incorporate the uh, allowances and benefits of being the other, then you do acknowledge that there's two. There's two, male and female. Mm -hmm. And I'm cool with that. You do whatever you want. I don't care. You do whatever you want. But you do acknowledge that there's two, male or female. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to be one or the other, I'm cool with that too. You right. do whatever. But for you to say like, no, you can't say there's there's male or female. No, you you just you said can't say that. <laughs> you just said there's no, male or that. female. You know, I'm gonna bring this up because I saw this guy say it and it made me stop and think. I, f I forgot I forgot what the person was initially saying. It it was it was a person who I I think they were considering themselves a woman, but they okay. still had a beard. Okay. Okay. And this ahead, other this other this other guy's counterpoint was like he's like you you can't just say this is what I want to be considered now. He goes that's like me saying okay, I now identify myself as handsome. And <laughs> he goes I identify myself as handsome and you can't say anything else about me other than I'm handsome. That's, I mean, that's great. <laughs> I mean. But he was trying to prove a point. Like, you can't just say you're a woman because you want to be a woman. Well, I mean, I, I think you can. But... I, and I do. I think you can also as well. But I'm like, what, I'm like. But, I mean, the. the <laughs> you're, you're either one or the other. And some of these people are like, no, I'm not. Well, I'm... I mean, in saying that. And and I'm like, okay, cool. I I get what you're saying. There is precedence. There is prece precedent for that in nature. For example, there was that show. I wish they would have never canceled. It was called Wait, Why. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. All right, we're back. No, what I was saying, you know, the guy. I guess that guy was trying to prove more. Like, you know, you, I, you know, that's like me saying, like, I identify as handsome. So from, I so from now on, you have to say. Whenever you refer to me, you have to say, oh, Mark, the handsome man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of a shitty thing. Look, what I was trying to say is, like, you know, when you, the reason I bring it up is there are, we, as a human race, decided there was male and females. Right. But there is precedence in nature where there are some people who are neither fully male, fully, hum fully right. female. Right. It's just a nature's thing. Um, the reason I bring up why the last man standing is because in that story, the whole story is that one day, every male on the planet Earth dies. Okay. Yay. And then you come up to it. Then you then it comes to situations where you find somebody who does not look like a female. Yeah, we're right. We're, does not like a female, but they are a female. Not technically, but they're not so, fully male, so that's why they're still alive. Right. So I can understand that. And I can understand, you know, I can totally understand if you were born a male, but you've never felt fully a male. You never felt like you were a male. You've always felt like you were a female. I, I totally well, get that in the opposite I, side. I don't. 
so I will say I don't understand that, but I, it's not my responsibility to the understand mind, that. The mind is, a cra- is not a crazy thing, but the mind but, is a uh, totally, completely complex thing that so, we still don't totally understand. You know what? I mean, if you, if you just do the science of it, the science, and go back and look, there are some, there are some people that have been born with both genitalia. Yeah, they call hermaphrodites. And no matter what you think about genitalia, genitalia equates to gender, sex, whatever. There are people who were born with um, two penises and two vaginas. Right. So, but their parents were given the parents, not them. Their parents were given the choice of what they chose them chose them to be. Right. And, and but the you parents can't know what that person. Choice. But you can't know what that person is going to so, think they I mean, are these, when they grow up. You have you have some people that were born like that. And their parents chose what they wanted to grow them up as, but but you, you can't decide. You cannot for them. decide that because right. that was their mind, and that's right. their um, chromosomes, and that's everything in their head. So your parents may have decided that, but that may not have been what they you should have been. So I. Truly but you're saying am- only for people who are hermaphrodites. Um. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> So I you mean, think I, so? You I think that under, if somebody's born a man, but they never felt like a man, I well, you know what? Okay, I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't understand that. Right. But I'm respectful of it. Right. So if someone that was born a man that truly had the man parts when they were born, and they were like, you know what? I'm not a man. I respect you. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. If you want me to call you she, he, mm-hmm. use those as your pronouns. I'm down with that. What do you think about the pronouns where people don't want to be non-binary? Like they re- they don't want to be he or she. Like they want to be they or mm. them. I- I'm cool with that too. I mean, it's not fucking up my shit. It's not. A, I'm uh, cool with it, but I-, I also want people to be like, look. You have to be patient with people. I don't I, need you. <laughs> I don't need you to throw a goddamn fit at the right. grocery store if I call you. Right. She by accident or he by accident. That's that's a good way to. You know it. what I mean? That's a good like way I way. get it. I I totally and, get it. You're cool. I'm cool. If that's what you want to be. Right. But don't get mad right. if I forget. If right. for forty five years I'm, of my life, I've said he or she. I'm like, sir, you are in a prom dress <laughs> and you have a beard. This is Wendy's. And I'm calling you sir. And I'm sorry. Uh, like um, right. It's different for me. I'm, I'm just like, taking. Well, you know what? At the same time, I'm. <laughs> if I was working there, I'm just at Wendy's trying to tell me. I'm just trying to get through my what day. What do you want to tell me? What I'm what combo? What combo number do you right. want me like, to take? How dare you? Like, I'm yeah, just, like look, if I'm like, oh yes, I'm sorry. ma'am. Combo three with no onions right. and a fucking diet coke. I, I, we don't have the chili. Today. And they're I'm like, sorry. no. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, chill out. It's Wendy's. Right. It's or sorry, not dude. You're not going to change girl, the world. Chill out. It's You're not going to change the world by yelling at me, a worker of right. choice. It's 11.30 at night in Cleveland. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> like like the guys from the, the new Queer Eye. I love all of those guys. I've seen them. All right. I love all those guys. It's the same dudes? No. Well, I mean, the recent ones, not the older ones. The the long-haired, not the OGs. really flame, really flamboyant? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, right. like, I love oh, these guys. Cool. He's cool. They, like they lo- I love them to death, but it is... I don't want to say I don't want to say off-putting. It just throws me off that he's very feminine, but he still wants to have a beard. Oh, cool. Is that okay? Yes. 
but it still throws me off. I that's my process I'm trying to get through. It it's not his problem. It's my right, problem. Right, right. And I, you know what? That's a that's a really good that's a really good way to put it. Is um, I love I love those guys. I love them because to me. Everything that they do is all love. They exuberate love, and I, I love that. They they're generally going in to help those people. Mm-hmm. They help them. Right. It's beautiful. I mean, right. there's a lot of times I've cried watching that show because it's just so much joy and love a, and goodness that they spread. You know, it's it's very much acknowledging feelings, which I I don't think is very much prominent in. American male culture. They came to Texas, and that was an experience. They came to Texas. They went to Austin. They got this guy. He's like totally right wing guy, right? You know, and he even even them. He helped them. He's like, I, I've never been around somebody gave you in my life, but y'all helped me. I love y'all. That's Thank that's you. a good way to put it, right? I mean, um, they didn't try to change his mind about anything. Right. They were there to help him better right. himself. That's that's a good way to put it. I mean. He, I treat, up, you he know what? treated I, them I with the respect, and, he, and they treated him with the respect. In high school, in my 20s, I was around friends that were, um, you know, I mean, just regular Joes, but then Alice had friends that were gay and lesbian. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, as a friend, they were amazing as a friend. I didn't care who they fucked. I wasn't thinking right. about who they fucked. I wasn't thinking about who they were in bed with. Ever, I cared about like we have a good time. When we're and I was together. like, you know what? I enjoy your company. We, you make me I'm gonna, laugh. I'm going to use. I'm going to use his name, Stephen. You and I are like, we're just good. Like we just Who? talk here, Stephen. Stephen from where? Stephen, I went to high school with you. Oh, I forgot about that guy. And I'm like, Stephen, you're like, you're like one of my best friends. You always, you always like look out for me. You take care of me. Make sure I have a drink. And I take care of you too. Like we're cool. I never thought that he was gay. I never even. <laughs> I never even. I never even thought about wow. it. I never thought that. Oh, why right. is this? Why does? No, I'm just saying. Like, I remember him. Well, I mean, you know, he what? was in drama. Right. He hung around. But, I mean, with a hot girl. It took, which makes sense now. But I never thought like, why does this guy not have a girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like, none of that ever entered my mind. Well, that that too. But then along the same lines, I'm like, why did I impose? These unrealistic expectations upon him of like, you're a dude and you should have a girlfriend, or you're like you're a girl and you should. I have never a boyfriend. thought that way. Well, I'm, I mean, that was the thing. That was the same thing too. Like, um, we t- we talked about one of our first episodes, Genesis Peorge, yeah, who died, and he, ma- she, sorry, she made me unlearn shit, unlearn. She wanted to be a she. She was. She was more of a. Non-binary, non-sexual, and uh, androgynous. If people don't know who this person is, she's a a musician. She was in Throbbing Gristle. So Genesis Peorage was born a male, and he was in Throbbing Gristle and Psychic TV. And then he ended up marrying a woman, and they both took on a pandrogynous approach. He He transformed more than she did. Right. And then they both became a we- W-E. We. They were together as one. And tragically, she passed away first, right? She passed away first, and it was... um, It made me unlearn shit of what am I portraying on people? Um, What am I... 
imposing on them. And imposing is the an, an important term because I like them, things, let them live their lives. I like things like Why that. Why am I where you're 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 posed like look the world is not black and white. It's yeah. It is absolutely it will not, be. and never it will never be. will be. But I mean, imposing is the perfect word because you're 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 portraying your belief system, your um, rights and regulations upon these people, and who, first of all, who am I to be portraying that shit on them? Right. Like, let them live their lives. That's my hangups. Yeah, that's my that's my bullshit. I need to deal with that. Why am I portraying it on them, or why am I why am I upset because they're not conforming to what I believe? And so it's a it's a very it's a very important process of unlearning everything that's ever been taught to you, and unlearning is is a very important thing to me of. You, you, I mean, just thinking about it now, uh, just uh, in in general with uh, race theory and things like that, you you need to understand that like we're probably being taught some like bullshit that's just in line with them trying to keep us shut up and it's all bullshit. Yeah, and then maybe just go and learn a little bit outside, further of what they're telling you, and you can probably figure some shit out on your own. One thing I always told my ex when we decided to have children, I was like, look, I don't ever want to lie to our kids and bullshit our kids. Yes, of course. They're little. You don't want to tell them everything. But I don't want to be, I don't want to lie to them. I go, I was lied to my whole life. I go, kids know a lot of shit. Kids understand a lot of shit. Kids are so underrated. Right. So underappreciated. And they don't give them enough credit. Right. You, and of course, you can't pu- you can't be like Will Smith and Jada Smith, where their kids are like, oh, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, I I'm can't. Not using uh, fouls anymore. No, they're like you know, like they have that thing with Jaden Smith. Is like, oh, I, you know, I've hung around adults my whole life. So, right, so right. like when I'm around when I'm around other people my age, I'm like, why are we talking about this? Why aren't we talking yeah. about socio economic? Like why yeah. aren't we talking about the socio economic pl- problems of the world right now? Like, dude, you're fucking twelve years old. You know, so yeah, no, I understand that, but you know, you gradually, you still, you know, kids need to learn. Kids don't need to know everything, but at the same time, you're like, you just want to be as honest as you can with kids. I was, I was lied to from day one, and I knew these things were wrong. I was told my stepdad was my brother's, my brother's real dad when I remember him coming to pick up my mom. For dates when we lived with my grandma and my brother was already there. So I'm like, you, you know, you know what I mean? You know <laughs> what I mean? Right. So I'm like, I know these things. I, I, I will just say, 100%, children are given, uh, are, are underappreciated for their knowledge. Like, uh, they need to give them a little more credit. Right. So, yeah, like, like it's just, it's just... I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, where are we at? What time? Uh, let's see. An hour and a half. We're I think pretty I good. <laughs> good to end it up. We think we're pretty good. Uh, let's yeah. see. Okay, before we end, let's talk about things. What have you been watching? Atlanta. That just dropped today? No, it's been out for a while. When did it fucking drop? 
like a month ago. What? It's on seasons. It's on episode six right now. So it started in in March already. Yeah. Jesus. It's on episode six right this now. This is the last season. It's third, so third season. I right? will say, um, with starting with the first episode, every episode is not about uh, Earl and Al and Van. Who is it about? There's every every other episode is like a weird story, and then the episodes in between are like actually about them being in Europe. I still, I still, I can't. I think it's the second season. I still think that one episode. Where it shows them when they were in middle school. Ah, that's a good episode. I think that's one of the realest depictions Dude, of that's, being a middle schooler that's and a, ever ever put down on celluloid. You know what I mean? That you know, we said that last episode when I was saying the whackness kids. Did I say I said kids and whackness? I don't know what the third movie I've was. I've never seen the whackness. Is that good? Yeah, I like One that. That's a guy from Josh and what do you call it, right? Josh and Drake, and then um, Ben Kingsley and Kids. Meth- oh, Method Man's in there. But I was like, oh, and the 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 mid nineties. I need to that's watch that one. Um, I was like that that the best depiction of the time period right? is my is was who I was growing up with, and it was like a little loving, but then also a little more fucked up. And we were like figuring out shit for ourselves, and it's 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 not it's not pretty. It's not it's not doctored up. It's very very much ugly and kind of like figuring it out. Like that was my shit. Like those were my friends. To see those movies, I was like, yeah, that's that's who I grew up with. That was the experiences I had, or like the ugliness that I had around me. And I'm sorry, it may have been rape, it may have been um, young, a bunch of young kids doing drugs and alcohol and getting fucked up and crashing cars. That's what that was. When I was me. in seventh grade, one of my friends got his girl pregnant when we were in seventh grade. Dude, Channel, Channel 4 came to our <laughs> middle school because we had the youngest girl in San Antonio at the time pregnant with a baby. And then Mark she Twain. got into a strap. In, Mark Twain, in, 1989. Yeah, we, she got into a strap in computer class. Lost the baby. No, no, no. Uh, she she was talking shit to this other girl who she was being quiet. And all of us were like, oh, the chick that was pregnant was like, she's going to kick her ass, dude. She's talking so much. But no, the girl that was quiet ended up kicking her ass. Yeah, it's always the quiet ones. And Don't fuck with quiet kids. Her water broke when she fought her. And like all this water came out. And my bro was my buddy David was like, Bro, she fucking wet her pants. <laughs> but you know what? I don't care how fucked up that sounds. That was Mark Twain. That was Mark Twain. That was the 90s. And I don't fucking care, dude. Like, that was I, the I, shit. I remember back then, the only person I knew ever that went to Mark Twain, we had, I don't even know how. It was a, it was an organization. It was called like SAMHSA or something like like young Hispanic Samsa? It was come it was some kind of thing. I think I have the my dad gave me the plaque because I graduated. Anyways, one summer they sent us to St. Mary's, right? Okay. And a bunch of people from all the, the whole city, from every fucking middle school. I wanna say I was in seventh grade. And they let us go there and what they did is they brought all these professional people, it's like a lawyer, a doctor, uh, I don't even remember who right. else was there. And they would give us classes on how to be those things for free in college. And we got to stay in the dorms, right? 
Okay. So my roommate, <laughs> my roommate, I did, I did the lawyer guy. My buddy did the doctor guy. And I, I just remember my buddy saying, like, after two weeks, he, he goes, he goes, after two weeks, the doctor, he drew this big old mountain on the fucking blackboard, right? He drew this big old mountain on the blackboard. And he's like, and he drew this little tiny dot at the very, very bottom of the mountain. And he's like, everything that we've gone over these two weeks, even, you know, even though you thought it was so much information, he goes, this is where you're at at being a doctor right now. Nice. <laughs> I, I went to the lawyer because for a long time I wanted to be a lawyer. Anyway, so my roommate, the one they put me with right. for that two weeks, his name was Sergio, and he went to Mark Twain. <laughs> and he had, I don't know, I can't remember. It might, might as well be because we're only a year apart. Right. He was a real tall, skinny guy. And the one thing I remember about him. white. No, nah, he was light skinned, but he didn't look white. Oh, okay, okay. But I, one thing I remember about him is he had to, he fucking, we had a talent contest and he had to borrow my guest jeans. And he wore, <laughs> and he wore two <laughs> pairs of socks. He always wore two <laughs> pairs of socks. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? He goes, ah, oh, that's what we do it, man. I was, like, right. I was like, that makes no sense whatsoever. That's not how we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember in our eighth grade year, my, my best friend, David. Oh, went, before I let you go, also, Oh, we we memorized all the telephone numbers of the dorm rooms because they had their own telephone number, right? <laughs> what? And we we remembered the numbers because we used to call each other. And the reason we remember the numbers is because after we left, all the girls went to the sh- all the girls went to there. Uh, so we would fucking call those numbers as who was staying in our rooms. And that's how I met. So that's how I met a couple of girls. <laughs> in my eighth grade year, uh, I remember at the end of the uh, at the end of our eighth grade year, we our school bought. Um, a park or something out there on Gilbo. <laughs> or we, what do you mean we, they bought a park? I don't remember if they bought the park or they entered into an agreement with whoever owned the park. Like to go keep it up, like you're gonna keep it up, right? So like all of our all of the eighth graders in our eighth grade year, we all went to that park on a like a a day. We just went out there, and uh, my best friend David. <laughs> what happened to David? You still talk to David? Yeah. <coughs> I still have him on Facebook. Um, but this girl, her name was Martha, uh-huh. and I had known her since kindergarten. And in kindergarten, I married her on the <laughs> playground. She and I got married. In anyways, the ceremony. Anyways, in, in, in our eighth grade year, um, David and I were hanging out. and like, No, wait, we hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Break that down to me. How did the ceremony go? How did you we marry her? We were at the tetherball pool. <laughs> <laughs> Who officiated? I don't remember. So Somebody what did you did. say? You're like, we're not married? Yeah, we were like, we got, and she, she, I've seen her. She was all in for it. I'd seen her a couple of times since then, and she was like, you were the, you were the first person I ever kissed, and like, we got married at the tetherball <laughs> pole or whatever. You still owe me alimony. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen her since high school. But anyways, in eighth, in our eighth grade year, she was in, in middle school with us. We go to, we go to this park, which is on Gilbo and Bandera. Yeah. And like they took us out there just to hang out. I can't even see a park there. I see the fucking Taco Cabana there and the fucking Walmart. It's a little there. bit past that, for going further out and off to the right. Oh, that's fucking uh, Op Schnabel Park now. Okay, okay. Well, that that's where we were at. Um, <laughs> David and I were just chilling on the bleachers, like that they had. What there. grade was this? Eighth grade. <laughs> and he had a he had a rubber band gun, and he was like Martha, which is a girl I married. He's like, turn sideways, so I'm gonna skin the hair off your ass. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm going to skin the hair off your ass? <laughs> yeah. Was she naked? She had her pants down? No. <laughs> no. 
But the teacher heard it and she was like, David. <laughs> she was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> but that was that was Mark Twain. <laughs> 100%, dude. Like, I keep your goddamn hands off my wife. <laughs> yeah. Mark Twain was just like saying inappropriate shit and like beating up teachers and saying inappropriate shit with teachers. Like I remember seeing Mark Twain t- too for the first time. I'm like, oh, y'all have schools downtown? Oh, yeah, dude. We were... We were yeah, it was it was crazy, dude. I forget that Edison. There's a big swath of north, north. Basically, it's basically the north side. Everybody there goes to north, or went to Edison. Right. My 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 mom's cousins were were the same age as me. Like one of her uncles, or, or Theo Alfonso, he lived right there on Richter. Oh yeah, yeah by yeah. North Star. Damn, that's far. Yeah, okay. that's okay. he was a, he's he was a mailman. That's what he like, did. So they had money. So they lived on the north side. And I remember my cousin, her name was her name was Debbie. She was like, I mean, when you think about 80s girls, she was the 80s girl when we were hot. kids. She was hot. <laughs> and she would be like, oh, yeah, I, I, my boyfriend has a Lamborghini, blah, blah, blah. So, and all of this, like re- later I realized, like, all of this were kids that went to Edison High School. Right. This was in the 80s. I'm like, yeah. So where I live, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit closer to the strip. Across from St. Mary's is all Edison. My my actual address is Fox Tech. So how did you go to Edison? I mean, I how did you go, go to Edison? How did you go? Well, you sh- you I you went, should I, have gone to I Edison. Was or mag- you were I was to go in to a magnet Tech? school, which was a business. So if you careers. didn't go to Holmes, where would you have gone? Fox Tech. Fox Tech. Oh, okay. So my sister went to Fox Tech, but in in. Um, well, my and that's brother, crazy because Melba lived right there on the other side of San Pedro, and she right. went to Edison. So my brother. Um, when he was in at Mark Twain, they told him, well, fill out the, the paperwork for the school you want to go to. And he was like, okay, Edison. So he <laughs> filled it out. Cool. He went to Edison for, for a year and a half. Your brother? Yeah. And then after a year and a half, he was uh, my cousin who was using our address to go to Edison. Her best friend liked my brother. My brother didn't like her. She got mad and she turned my brother in. Oh shit! And Are you serious? Like, yeah, dude. That's so, some like serious dude. shit. Yeah, dude. Like, she, who do you uh, even go to? Like, oh, he doesn't even live here to go. And here. then um, my brother almost got kicked out of Edison. Did your mom find out about that? Oh yeah, dude. And you know my mom, dude. My mom's your mother's like you're my dead mom's to me. Very hardcore. You're dead to me now. Dude. My mom's very hardcore. Like, well, and she's my mom's very smart. So dude. the so the girl that liked him went and told. Yeah. Oof. My mom went there and tore him apart, and she's like, "You're trying to tell me that my son is not gonna, is not right. You're gonna take gonna him away here. from everybody who knows here. You're gonna and take she's him like, away. All his teachers know him, right? All his scholarships are based off these motherfuckers, and you're trying to kick him out now, right? And then they ended up letting him go there mm-hmm. because my mom destroyed them. And my Where'd mom, your sister go? Fox Tech. Are you serious? Yeah. But my like, let that cloud. My mom, my mom is very intelligent and very well spoken, and I think that's the one thing about white people in this town. They they like, don't even fucking mess with Hispanic. Like, yeah, like you think what you think I'm a fucking dumb Mexican. Like when you know, like when I got busted for drugs in high school. Like I went to high school with you, asshole. Don't even think. Don't my even mom play went me. in there. My mom went in there. Yeah, don't fucking guns, play me. Guns blazing. Yeah, where do you think we're at? And she was like. And you know Unity and Melba got kicked out 
because their moms were from Mexico. Right. They didn't. They wouldn't go. They and they just go accepted up there. whatever the school told exactly. them. Whereas my mom went in there and she's like, "You, you told these other people that, you know, their kids are doing whatever, and you let them." You know, they believed you. And she's like, but you've never dealt with anybody like you me. You tore up my son's fucking backpack like he's right. a fucking druggie. And my and I, I seriously sat there where my mom was destroying them, kind of laughing. <laughs> and I was like, I know, like, if you lie to my mom and she catches you in a lie. You're fucked. You're dead. You're dead, dude. Like, and I'm like, you know, and I, I will always, I don't know if I'll ever have kids, but my mom always told me, don't lie to me. And I will have your back. Right. And I didn't when I got busted for drugs. I tell that to my kids now. I'm like, look, I'm telling you right now. Just tell me. Don't let me go in there and, Blind. and look like an idiot yeah. because you're not telling me the truth. I'm telling you right now, you're going you're gonna to wish you were never born if you do that to me. My mom, my mom always told me, don't lie to me and I will have your back. And when I got busted for drugs... I felt the lowest of And when we think about dude. it, it was fucking bullshit. It's not even yeah, it's, like you fucking it's dumb, dude. It's like you were it's not like you were it's busted dumb. with like a pound of cocaine or something. But my mom had my back. Right. And I was like, you know what? I will tell I tell my nieces that. Yeah. My niece. I'm like Don't I lie. will have your I will have your you, back. Just, just be just honest with me. me. Just be honest with me. We'll figure yeah. it out. And I was like, Yeah, we'll figure it out on the back end. But I will have your back no matter what. And my niece, my niece Natalie. I love her to death, dude. Like she's my girl. Don't, don't you ever come for her because I would destroy you, because that's my girl first and foremost. I mean, you have daughters. Right. I don't have daughters. Natalie is my girl. Like I love her. Don't fuck with her because I will kill you. And I, I totally get what it's like to be a dad now because I'm like, that Natalie's my girl, dude. Like don't fuck with her. Cause I'll fuck you up, dude. <laughs> right. I don't know, but I guess that's it. We should end on that. Atlanta. So that <laughs> we was, should end on that. So no, Atlanta. Um, Atlanta. I haven't watched the Reservation Dogs too. So. Did you finally watch it? It's so good. I love those kids. I love those kids. <sighs> it was good. I you mean, know what's it crazy? It wasn't as funny as I thought it would be, but. But you, you know what's crazy? Most of those kids are from Canada. They're. From First Nations no, in Canada, the, the younger the younger boy, he's from actually Oklahoma. But, but the other ones, the girls, right, and the the guy with the long curly hair, they're all from Canada. Ah, okay, okay, okay. But you're right. The the original the the one the one what do they call him? Cheese. Yeah. Him and the person that created it, they're all from Oklahoma. Okay, okay. okay. And it's and it's produced by also good. by Taika Waititi. I liked it. And the guy, what's the guy? What's the, what's the cop with the long hair? They're shooting season two right now. I don't remember his name. And effort and the one that plays the the one he plays the like the old timey guy on the horse. He's like, huh, huh. <laughs> uh, well, you know, okay, he's so good. You should I follow him. I haven't he's finished good. watching it. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen between them them and the other gang. And the one they call they call him Uncle Uncle. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's my name. Yeah, Uncle. Um, that's a very good show. Um. I just started. I heard about it because you know I love Gary Oldman. I'm, I'm Gary Oldman to to I'm ride, or die, from ride or die for Gary Oldman. Right. He's on a new show called Slow Horses. Slow Horses. And if you look behind you, there's the book right there. It's by this guy. So I heard about it. I was like, let me check it out. And it's their uh, what channel is it on? It's on Apple. I'll give you my code if you want. Um, 
So the whole premise of it is slow horses. Okay. Slow horses is because they're MI5 in England. MI5 is basically like the CIA in America. They're spies. They do. They they're. Why does it say Will Smith on it? Don't say that. It does. For slow horses. Yeah. Maybe he was a producer, but it's on Apple TV. He's not in it. Believe me, it's all British. It's written by Will Smith. Oh, that's he. They, what? There's other people in the world. Oh, well, yeah, Will yeah. But he's on he wrote it. He's, okay, a, he's, okay, a, okay. he's a British guy. All right, all right. Um, but um, basically, there's a there's a that's called Slow Horses based on there's a there's a place called Slough House. Oh wait, there's another Will Smith. This right. is who I'm talking about, right? Slough House. There, there's a city north of England called Slough. Basically, they consider it the middle of nowhere. Anyways, right. it's a place right. called Slough House. Basically, anybody who fucks up that are in MI5, they send them to the Slough House. So it's basically a little, it's like a, basically a building for the fuck-ups. An administrative purgatory for service right. rejects. Anybody who fucks up, they it's don't not. fire you, but they send you here, and you might as well, they send you there until you quit. Okay. Oh, um, Gary Oldman. So he plays the main guy, Kristen Gary Oldman. Scott Thomas from Prince. Yes. She plays, she plays like the main person if in in the real MI five in Regent's Park. That's Anyways, it's it's brilliant. I, I was like, let me read the book first. The book was a fucking amazing. It's like a, such a good modern fucking espionage book. It, it it brings up it brings up things that are really happening in England right now. It kind of per, it, this was a, it came out ten years ago, so it kind of he kind of like predicted what was going to happen with Brexit. Anyways, there's a lot of characters in there. They're like all oh, Brexit. Anyways, it's really good. So, so, so I finished it. And then there's eight books in the series. So I finished it, and I watched the first episode. And fuck, it was brilliant. Um, the first ep- it's it's take it, the first season is the first book, which is six six episodes. It's on. It's on. Uh, I just got this today with a fucking critic. <laughs> the the title book. track "Strange Game" was performed by Rolling Stones frontman yep. Mick, Jagger. Mick Jagger. It sounds like a Rolling Stones song, but it's just him. Uh, really good. That um, been watching MXC, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. If it's on, uh, if you have Prime, it's on there for free. You remember that, right? Is that with? Um, it's um, that Japanese show that we used to watch. Remember, Most Extreme Elim- Don't Get Eliminated. There, there's new ones. It's that no, I'm just the same one. They have them all. They have all the original episodes on fucking oh, Amazon. No, right? I've been watching the new ones with John Cena and um, Nicole Byers. Is what are you right? talking about? There's they have a new one in America and it's with John Cena. The most extreme listening the one that it's that yeah, Japanese it's like, TV it's show. It's called Wipeout. No, no, no. But you know what I'm talking about. We used to watch it all the time. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But they have a new the American version is called Wipeout and it's with John Cena and Nicole. But Byers. it's not funny. It's all right. This it's one was right. like it was taking it was taking that Japanese TV show and they overdubbed it with all bullshit. Okay. All right. Buzzed. Anyways, uh, yeah, buzzed. Slow Horses. It's on Apple TV. Okay. Read the books. Mick Heron. I'm, gonna watch uh, it. I'm Atlanta, looking it up right now on my tablet. Atlanta. Um, oh, I've also been watching um, the documentary. It's kind of like a loosely based fiction about the Lakers. It's on HBO. Showtime. The L.A. Lakers? L.A. Lakers. Like the early early days in the that. 80s when that guy, uh, Dr. So-and-so, bought the Lakers. And that's when Magic Johnson first showed up. Uh, also shows when you know it's it's a big, Dude. big uh, rivalry between the Lakers and the Bird and the the guy they got on there that that plays Larry Bird looks just like fucking Larry Bird in the eighties. Um, okay. That have you watched Moon Knight? 
Not yet. Yeah, it's it's real slow, dude. Like I haven't watched. I watched the the first four episodes. It's just real slow, dude. Like I, I want. I really wanted it to be better than what it is. What it is. I keep seeing things online where people keep spotting like like fucking like fucking like uh, people who are like uh, production people. They keep spotting them in the in the in the episodes. No. Um. It's disappointing to say the least. It's just it's. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> disappointing. Like I, I just wanted to be a little bit more than what it is, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's Moon Knight, and like I'm, I don't I don't know too much about Moon Knight, but I lo- I know Moon Knight because my brother loved the Moon Knight series. And I'm like, can we get this dude in the costume a little bit more? Like we had this discussion in my last book club. Like, like why do they keep why are they keep doing these shows on these obscure fucking comic book? characters like you know what i want give me a fucking x-men tv show that's what i want all right yeah you know what give, I mean? me, give me daredevil like full-on daredevil daredevil supposed to be coming back now <clears throat> on disney me. like just like rowdy daredevil shit right like daredevil had a villain his name was rot gut yes and i was like give me rot gut dude like this alcoholic Crazy dude, like give me that shit. I will say, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio did a fucking amazing dude. job as the kingpin. You know what, Vincent D'Onofrio oh, is the fucking Gene Hackman of our times, dude. Yeah, he's been in so much. Say that again. I just watched the player, Robert Altman's player. I forgot he was in that too. Dude, he was. He played that. He played the. He played the screenwriter that fucking Tim Robbins murdered in the alleyway. Oh shit! I, I did not realize that. I'm and go back and watch it. he was also he also played. You remember Stewart saved his family. He yes, Stewart's brother. Yep, he's his brother. <laughs> You're right, dude. He is a Gene Hackman. That's he's good. Gene Hackman. He is a Gene Hackman of our days, of the like, '90s and the 2000s. Like, I mean, there's. Hmm, let me think about it. There's some actors in our age group, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, that I'm like. Those dudes just fucking sealed it, sealed the deal with their fucking, and and you know what, girls too, that sealed the deal with their shit. Tony Collette, Tony Collette is amazing. She's amazing. Um, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, dude, what's his name from um, Jojo Rabbit? Taika Waititi? No, 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 no. The actor, um, Sam. Oh no, what's his name? Wait, look up. Hold the on. one that was in Jurassic Park? No, no, no. The um, so I, Jojo Rabbit. I still need to watch that. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my god. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his Sam name? Rockwell? Sam Rockwell. Oh, he's Sam Rockwell's amazing. And then the other, the Australian dude, um, from Avatar. Oh, Sam something. Water, water something. He's in that movie? No, no, no. But I mean. Just that guy. What else has he been in besides Avatar? Sam Worthington. He was in Terminator 3. Oh, that's right. And um, who's in a, a movie where he was like a suicide jumper on a, on, a, on a window ledge or something? But I'm like, dude, those dudes are dope. Gary Oldman, always. Gary Oldman. Always. Today I died, dude. Always. And then Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy's <sighs> great. Tom Hardy. Uh, but I'm like, I don't. Um, 
I don't think there's too watched, many. Did you ever watch Peaky Blinders? No, not yet. That's on the last season. That's a fucking great show. Um, Tom Hardy. Um, the Batman movie's out right now. Oh, um, the 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 uh, the British woman. What the fuck is her name? There's a lot of them. Julia Coleman. Yes. That, that lady is amazing. And then um, she was in Hot Fuzz. Remember, she played the the police woman in Hot Fuzz. Oh, that's right. She was and then the uh, the lesbian actress from American Horror Story. She's in all the American Horror Stories. I don't know. I never watched that. Oh, what the fuck is her Lady name? Gaga? <laughs> no, <laughs> I w- I will never. I will never give credit to Amer- um, to Lady Gaga. <laughs> to Lady Gaga. Sorry. Um, the only credit I give her was being in, th- in an episode of The Sopranos. Who? She was in an episode of The Sopranos. Lady Gaga? Mm-hmm. Gross. Before she was anybody. American Horror Story, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, ah, amazing. She's a proud Canuck. Also, um, Oscar Isaac. And, um, who's the dude from the Nicolas Cage movie right now? Oh, Pedro? Paulo, Pedro Paulo, Pascal? Pedro Pascal. Oh, dude. he's He's legit. He's the fucking. He's also, fucking. Uh, he's the fucking uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, and then Regina King, because Regina King. Oh my, I need to watch. I need to rewatch the watch. Also, I think Octavia. Octavia. She was good. You know, oh, um, did you watch it? The fucking Peacemaker. No. On H- dude. H- do you have HBO? Yeah. Peacemaker. Okay. I. I you know the the the. Who's uh, in it? Suicide. It's ju- it's all about John Cena. He's the peacemaker. Um. Most of the people, like Octavia Butler's in it. Most of the people from from the Suicide Squad are in it. Okay. But okay. it is, like, I, I was like, I don't know about this. I was like, how can he be? I was like, Peacemaker was like the asshole in Suicide Squad. And everybody. Wait, w- it's about that character? Dude, I know. And that's that's <laughs> oh, what I thought. Believe me. All right, all right, that's right. what I thought. And then every, watch in my I'll book watch club, it. people were like, dude, you got to watch Dude, it's I like I like perfect. John Cena. It's perfect. Like, I like John Cena. It's perfect. It's like, it's all hair metal music. Ooh. It's I'm about it. It is beautiful. So uh, Peacemaker, if you haven't watched that on there, Peacemaker. Uh, books right now, like I said, I'm reading the Slow, How- Slow Horses books. Um, oh, I saved that. I saved that. I saw that. I read uh, the Johnny Carson. Uh, I read the Johnny Carson biography my dad gave me, uh, written by his lawyer. Uh, I posted on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. By his lawyer? Yeah, like basically okay. his lawyer was his fixer. I'm, I, I, I posted it on Instagram like Johnny Carson is one of the perfect examples of hate. The do you do you can you separate the art from the artist? Okay, Johnny Carson. I don't want to. I don't want. We to. will never see the likes of Johnny Carson again. He created late night shows he was the best right. i can watch any of his shows no matter what time period and laugh my ass off but he was a horrible anybody else who's doing it right now fucking jimmy kimmel you know jay leno all those guys it's just a pale comparison even dave letterman pale comparison to johnny carson there's nobody better than johnny carson but he was a horrible fucking human being yeah was he like and like because his, and because his mother didn't fucking love him, 
His mother didn't want anything to do with him. So he he fucking kept marrying and divorcing and cheating on women. Okay. He had three okay. sons, didn't okay. give okay. shit about him. He treated normal people better than his own family. Um, his lawyer... He, he he became his lawyer when he was like 28 years old. He did everything for him. Every he, he was basically 24 hours a day, Johnny Carson. Like you're my friend. Wake up in the morning, come play tennis with me. Do this for me. Do that for me. Oh, I go on my vacation in London. How come there's no fucking air conditioner in my li- in my fucking thing? Everything was his fault. Um, at the end, he did. He made Johnny Carson so much money. He fixed Johnny Carson's all for Johnny Carson's. Everybody was fucking Johnny Carson before he he got with him. He he made Johnny Carson all the money he had. Okay. Um, they made a show to get. They made a, a company together where they started producing TV shows. He one one thing he did is he tried to get it sold for Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson, his last wife, was trying to get all her family in Johnny Carson's business. He told one guy exactly what he's. He told one of her. Her I, get, I think it was his her cousin exactly what he's doing. She, he went right away to tell Johnny Carson, oh, you guys fucking you. He's selling all your business. This guy was with Johnny Carson for 30 years. Johnny Carson's like, I don't want, you're, you're fired. I don't want everyone to have anything to do with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, yeah. And from there, he, and then he tried to sue Johnny, and then Johnny Carson sued him. He almost ruined his life, this guy, who fucking put down his life for Johnny Carson for 30 years. He almost ruined his entire life. That's the kind of Johnny. Yeah, that's the kind of guy that Johnny dude Carson deserves was. it. That's the kind of guy Johnny Carson was. Died alone, Johnny Carson. He was married, but he might as well not have been married. He died alone. But again, you watch those old shows with Johnny Carson. There's nobody better. Nobody fucking better. Okay. Anyways, Johnny Carson, you read that book if you want. If not, I will. There. I will. But uh, that sounds interesting. I think we're done. I think we're good here. Good episode. We did. Uh, Wait, uh, how many how many minutes is this? We're at we're at uh, two hours. Damn. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. That's we good for us. Well. So uh, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Send us an email. We used to be cool pod. We used to be cool pod at gmail.com. Send, just send us it. Whatever. Send us whatever you want. Send us nude pictures, male or female. Yeah, we don't care. Or her We'll critique. Or we'll her yeah, we don't. Yeah, care. just nobody, sh- no shaved. It needs to be full. Hell yeah, full hairy, full on bush. Bush, we've got bush. I always remember that from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> but we love you guys forever. Thanks for listening. Uh, we out. Catch you next time.